Welcome to episode 222 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is a man, Randy Stad. I <laughs> <laughs> almost thought you guys cut out for a second. <laughs> yep, nope, just uh, I my brain cuts off <laughs> at 9, 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah, I get that. I'm usually uh, in bed by now. Really? What time do uh, you wake up these days? Like 6.30. Okay. See, I'm, I sleep too much. I'll admit that. How many How many hours you getting? You getting eight and a half, nine? Matthew McConaughey gets nine and a half hours of sleep. What do you think about that? I'm pretty close to a McConaughey. Yeah. Nine, 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 nine and, and a half, half See, sometimes. I need I need eight. I'm, I can live off seven, but I need that eight. Uh, these two animals sitting across the table from me, they need like 30 minutes. <laughs> Untrue. I, I always get up late. <laughs> yeah, but you, you you don't put... See, Randy and I, we put a lot of value in sleep. I don't think you two are out there in the world, you're living your life. But the, we have a higher value with sleep. You know it's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I won't argue. Oksana Valeria Osachi is here. Hi. Oksana, how are you today? I'm craving Taco Bell. You What? <laughs> Hell yeah, me I've too. I've been waiting for you guys to be done so that I could order Taco Bell. <laughs> you could have ordered Taco well, Bell I mean, and just had the Taco Bell. I know, but then it would get cold. You time it right. You're not a rookie at food delivery service. Yeah, but I don't know how long you guys are going to be in here you do a text you taste the waters man <laughs> didn't want to say taste <laughs> what does they feel uh joining us on the show this week is the third timer Vito trigo joins us uh from his when he was talking to us his home in los angeles california uh but now he is moving over to the east coast and he wanted to talk to us one more time before he made the big move across the country is what I'm referring to as reverse manifest destiny. Get it? East Coast. Because manifest Okay. History. Fun. Uh, Vito uh, catches us up on uh, what's been going on with him. Uh, tells us about uh, some uh, COVID in Europe that he may have gotten. He's not sure. He just says the entire crew was sick the entire time. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and also there's a lot of poop talk and there was also a challenge that was issued. So a lot has happened, um, in this interview. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but before we get to that, Oksana Osachi has some movie recommendations for us. Yes. So this Friday, the fourth, what lies below will be streaming. Um, it's about a socially awkward teen who meets her mother's fiance and she's convinced that his charm, intelligence, and beauty are too perfect to be human. Hell yeah. It's, I don't know. Sounds weird. Um, so that's going to be streaming starting this Friday the 4th. Wait, go. I don't like that poster. Yeah. Is that an alligator? Was what? that a oh, snake? What is that? I didn't even notice that. That is an eel? <laughs> All right, I'm back in, baby. <laughs> I didn't know we got a... Oh, we got Mina Suvari? Okay. You buried the lead on this, Oksachi. Who is she? I'm sorry. Who is Mina Suvari? Yeah, I don't know uh, She played name. Nicole Brown Simpson in 
the Nicole Brown Simpson movie <laughs> with former guest of the show, Daniel Farrens. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, she's in it. She's also in American Pie. She's also in American Pie 2. She's also in American Pie 3. Continue <laughs> with your movie talk. <laughs> um, this Friday, another round starts playing at the Balboa's Virtual Theater. It is about four high school teachers who test a theory that they will improve their lives by maintaining a constant level of alcohol in their bloodstream. Mads Mikkelsen is in it. <gasps> Baby. <laughs> oh, I hear it's Thomas great, too. too. Okay, let's party. Uh, if you remember, Thomas Vinterberg is one of the uh, bastions of the Dogma 95 movement. I did not. I'm here to educate. <laughs> um, when does that come out? This week? Friday? It starts playing at the Balboa on Friday. Oh, okay. The virtual cinema. Alright. Let me pull the trigger on that. Love me a Mads Mickelson. <laughs> I'm mad about Mads. Um, so now officially um, I'm going to skip that one. Um, okay. <laughs> the lineup for the 17th annual Another Hole in the Head Film Festival is live. Tickets and uh, all the movie descriptions are up at ahith.com. It's going to be running from December 11th to the 27th. They have like 500 titles. Jeez. A lot of them are shorts, but um, there are a ton of movies showing. Oh, shorts in December. Ooh, cold legs. <laughs> Ignore that joke. Continue. <laughs> um, one of the ones that stood out to me was the deep ones, which is about a married couple on vacation who discover they're um, in the grips of a mysterious cult and their sea god. They're also going to be showing parallel minds. You lost me with cult, but you brought me back with sea god. Actually, take that and reverse it. Continue. <laughs> I think that's it. Um... So they're also going to be showing um, Parallel Minds, which is about a, a tech firm that's developing contact lenses that replicate memory. Um, but their head researcher is found dead on launch day. There may <laughs> okay. or may not be shapeshifters involved. <laughs> Love a shapeshifter. There's uh, The Last Thanksgiving, which has cannibals attacking a family on Thanksgiving Day. As they should. Yeah, and there's, I didn't um, write too many of them down because there's just, there's so many. Okay, and that's running from when to when? December 11th through the 27th? Correct. I have an excellent memory. Nailed it. All right, anything else? Nope. All right, for any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those to podcastoverlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not even my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hour is available on Facebook as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell me, Randy. I thought you were going to power through it. I think you did, but... I powered through almost. it, but I, I, I stumbled. I, I didn't have enough clearance on the runway. <laughs> All right. Four... Randy Michael Statt, Russell John Fisher, Oksana Valeria Osachi, and Vito, insert middle name Trigo. I'm Clark William Little. Until episode 223, enjoy all of this, and let's throw it to Creepy Clark with more fucking nonsense. Would would never fucking end. <laughs> all right, see him.
human emotions and characteristics to natural occurrences. I wonder if they know that fog is really just ghost farts. Do you like that, Ruffle? I did. <laughs> you were too happy about the ghost fart part. I like I like flatulence, especially that of the supernatural variants. Yeah, I, I actually thought this um, submission was a little too lowbrow for our audience. Lowbrow for us? Yeah. <laughs> I, this fits right in. I know. I, Think I, about it, because it's, it's, it's geographically correct. Yeah. Oh, good point. You know, the fog, you know, where we used to record this very uh, podcast. We would record in two very fog-laden places. Oh, God. I didn't tell either of you, and, and you, Creepy Clark. Oh, what's up? On Amazon Prime, there's a show. I you know, Fuck, I'll have to look it up. It is literally uh, our old um, partner, Justin Koo. It is a dude, heavy set guy, beard, shortcut hair. Hell? And he, yeah, <laughs> you'll meet him one day. No, uh, dude, it is him. Imagine if, if we were following Justin around with a camera. In his front room. On a Prime show? It's Well, I think it was a live stream show. It was on Twitch. But dude, it, it, is, it is proof that um, there are no new, unique humans. We are all, you know, there's, there's a million dudes that like uh, heavy metal and D&D. You well, know what I mean? Well, Emo Clark is very real from Moxana's Instagram. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah. That was scary. No, but I mean, there's a dude out there that's just like you. You know what I mean? Like he's probably like living in a blue state. He's not coming just like me. He's got dude. a southern accent. He watches F one. He like, surfs. Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> like we're not that unique. And the dude is so much like Justin that it's fucking. Can bizarre. you show me? I will. And I'll, the weirdest thing is there's technical problems too. Like you can tell <laughs> that the guy when he's on, he's on. And there's no cuts in the show. Like, like it was a live stream on Twitch. Yeah. And when you go on Amazon Prime, the runtime of the show is like 24 hours. And you're like, <laughs> no, it's not because it ends after an hour. And also it ends because the city warns that they're going to cut the power on the block. So, yeah, right? It's like, dude, it's just. And they didn't have the printer cable? No. And, <laughs> dude, it's so funny. Except this guy doesn't have a, any horror movie shit. It's all like. Like, this guy's equivalent to Justin's, like, oh, here's a one sheet. That guy has, like, here's a poster from a real um, uh, magician who also read tarot cards, and here's a deck he used. Like, he, he has that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, he actually has a two-headed cow. But he's a, it's not a cow he bought off eBay. It's a dude who runs a farm who deep froze the cow for him. What? And, yeah, I know. Sorry, creepy Clark. I look like do, I feel need to, do I still need to be here? <laughs> no, go away. Okay. Oh, God. I messed up. The, the door's door. over there. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I've been holding on to that for like two weeks. Every time I go to bed, that's, that's like what we watch. Yeah. And I've, every time I'm like, oh, right, I can't wait to tell me. them. Yeah, I will. Me. And I'll, I'll put a link in the, the show notes. Uh, this week's uh, two-sentence horror story brought to you by Joe Oliver. He's come back into the fold. I believe this is his seventh contribution yeah. to the two sentence horror story. He's dominating Canon. the game. <laughs> he is. Although I was talking to him about doing a design for possibly uh, like a shirt or something. Yeah. I think he, he was murdered. <laughs> it's, it's that general curse. Whenever we try to bring somebody in the fold, they vanish. I, I think maybe we should get some creepy Clark merch going on. Well, I, <laughs> I, I how? He's not going to pose for I've, a photo. I've got an idea. 
All right. That we can uh, discuss off mic. Oh, okay. All right. I'm I'm excited. Um, Randy, how are you, my dear? I'm doing all right. Just uh, hanging out, talking to you guys, sipping a beer, you know? Now, Randy, uh, you are talking to us. Now, for all of our listeners, this is not the first time that you've talked <laughs> to us this week. As uh, we did a one hour and 45 minute intro for this episode on Sunday. And, uh, and it was gold. It was great. I'm going to be honest. It was pretty good. There was some good stuff. <laughs> some good stuff in there. And it's gone. Yeah. Forever. Um, we have done some corresponding with Zencaster, who hosts <laughs> all of our uh, talks now during uh, this quarantine time that we are using this service. And uh, there's been some correspondence with Zencaster. And uh, to, to nothing. Yeah, man, I'm angry. <laughs> I didn't want to have to pay Creepy Clark double. Yeah, I don't want him doubling up this fucking week. Uh, honestly, though, it was good. I, I have to say, um, I'm I'm proud to be a part of a team where when shit like this happens, we it's like, well, what did we expect? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is not the first time that we've lost, you know, hours of time. Yeah, and, but at least this time it wasn't a guest involved. It, it yeah yeah we got the yeah. interview done. That was fine. Um, it's just a you know a waste of all of our times, which you know. <laughs> I don't think we value we no. put that, that high of a value nah. on it. I, I had fun hanging out with you guys anyway. No, it was great. It was yeah. a great conversation that uh, that will be between us forever and with no one else <laughs> in perpetuity. <laughs> so, Well, Creepy remembers. Creepy never remembers. <laughs> creepy is a horrible, horrible movie. That's why he takes all those opiates. <laughs> He's trying, trying to forget. Um, but I will say uh, that in the interview portion, uh, we were challenged by Vito Trigo uh, to go on a no sugar cleanse for 14 days, which was to start on December 1st, which is the this very day, which we are talking to you now on a Tuesday. Um, on a Tuesday. I remembered. Oh, fuck you. Russell <laughs> forgot. Was, okay, now in the interview, you're going to hear it. I was very gung-ho, and I love this shit. I mean, challenge me. I love to do it. It's true. Put it on the air. I love to have it hanging out there. It it helps me uh, stay once, true. Once you're in, you're in. And I, man, today at work, I was trying to pull clips. Of course, every clip I had has evolved in the two days that we haven't recorded. So I had to pull new clips. New things were evolving and changing. And, and uh because our schedule's so weird and we're going to run late here, probably, I ate at work. And while I was heating up my bomb burrito <laughs> in the microwave, uh, we had uh, been giving, um, given Christmas chocolate. And I went, yeah, why wouldn't I eat one of these? They're right there. Just didn't even I'm think sh- about it. Honestly, you know what? I feel kind of fucked up. I think the bomb burrito had a ton of sugar in it. So I think I double failed. I think everything I ate was just sugar. That's the thing. Is like, I, I had to. What the hell was that? Yeah, Randy, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I don't know what that was. Comic book punch. (laughs) It sounded like a sleeping bag like (laughs) fell on the ground with a body in it. Dude, what if our mics are picking up some shit from across the uh, street with your buddy? Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. All right, bring your voice down because I think sound can travel in this courtyard. Yeah, we picked it up. That little motherfucker over there. Oh, no. Russell. He smoked weed not, all no, day. No, not not our friend. Hell yeah, that guy rules. You don't know, Randy. <laughs> not not cauliflower ear. But oh, I know. A, but a peer to cauliflower ear. You're talking about rear window. No, no, no. I'm not talking about rear window. Oh, there's I'm another talking, one. There's another guy. Oh God. He wears shorts and high socks. 
No, and I already I, don't like him. I think he works at the airport because he's always wearing a safety vest when he comes in. Every day, this is not an exaggeration. Oh, no. Every single day, he comes in and for an hour, he's talking on the phone with somebody. And every day is the same conversation. I don't fucking know, dude. Like, they don't sh- fucking show up on time. And like <laughs> every fucking day, I'm like, this is my fucking life, bro. Just F-bomb nonstop. <laughs> Children walking around. There are a lot of kids in this court. <sighs> so many kids and so many idiots. Yeah. Kids I, and idiots. I was I was taking shots at your balcony, buddy. That you don't like. Bal- We're going to be friends with him. I One think- of these nights, I'm going to show up, and he's going to be out there like he normally is. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like, what's up, man? The the thing with the balcony, buddy, is that it's just we are directly <laughs> in each other's I know. point of view. Yeah. And I don't like it at all. Oh, did you tell Randy about our couch graffiti? Oh, Randy. So, um, you know, I'm always in the pursuit of new furniture. <laughs> you may not know that because I may have just made that up. But across, you totally made. That. I've seen your room. <laughs> I I have I have a folding rocking chair in my Actually, room. Actually, no, it might be true because you steal furniture out of every other fucking room in this house. That is true. You stole a table from downstairs. I stole, I stole a table you from stole in a here. Table from in here. Yeah, tell them about the couch, Randy. There is like a. Um, it's not. Is is it a couch? I don't know. I think it's sort of. What is an ottoman, Randy? What's an ottoman? I think that's the thing you put your feet on when I you have like a chair. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's it's a also my favorite empire, dude. Russell the Ottoman Empire. That's a store. I'm but, sh- I am lazy, sure right? it's a store, okay, I'm gonna and I'm it. sure that John Wilson's going to record it, <laughs> season two of How to with John Wilson. But Randy, there is a a couch adjacent type of furniture. That has been sitting in like this sand pit that is directly across the street from our backyard. Yeah, sure. And um, I kept telling Oksana that I was going to bring it up there and put it on the uh, deck, the <laughs> deck furniture. But someone graffitied on the uh, the mattress. They wrote "fuck your couch." <laughs> <laughs> That's tight. And I was just sitting there because it's been there for what a month, dude. There. <sighs> At, at the corner of our court, people just dump furniture. And every day I drive by it, and I'm like, I've got some like milk crates that I, I stole from a company I worked for to like when I was moving. And this is like long time ago, like bachelor shit. Like I used to keep comic books in them. And now they're just like fucking plastic trash. And every day I drive by there, I'm like, plastic trash. Yeah, it's, it's, well, I mean, in, you know how, why are you reading the title of my autobiography? (laughs) Well, you know, you can deconstruct wood and it could potentially be useful. Plastic is just fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, every day, I'm like, I'm going to drop it off right there. And I I can't, I can't do it. Who's picking it up? This, I mean, fuck the city. Also, I looked for the Ottoman empire and I get Reddit. I should open a furniture store and call it the Ottoman empire. So no, I'm over it. Do you th- do you not think <laughs> that that's not been a thing? Oh, dude, bro, everything's taking me to Reddit now. Google figured out that I like Reddit. Also, if you're interested in our found footage interviews, I spent near three hours last night compiling every interview we've done with a found footage, uh, either director, writer, actor, or even like. Um, Last week with Michael, like his mixed media stuff, and I compiled it all into one post. I, you know, any what? traction? Uh, yeah, actually, um, 
somebody commented, dude, they picked out three directors and they're like, whoa, man, no way. The first one, um, Adrian, Tofe, Tofe. And I'm like, my man. Second one. You got a guess? Found footage. He directed um, a movie that we showed at Uff 2 and uh, a lot of people turned out for it. All right. Uff 2 was 2000 years ago. Um, uh, a lot of the cast included. The cast came? Yeah. Enough to. Yep. Followed. Yeah, yeah, followed. Yeah, he called that out out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio? I always said his name wrong. Antoine. Antoine. Why do I always call him Antonio? Because you're an idiot. And then um, the, the dude came back to the post and uh, edited it, and he went, whoa, y'all got David Lee Hess, too. And I'm like, you're tight. I don't know who you are, but like you've picked out some people. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's on Reddit. All right, you want you want to go right in the morning zoo thing? Well, I just I I did want to mention that you know I I had saw that um, you were you were you've been fully into the Reddit thing now. You I Not love fully. I'm getting there, Russell. It's hard to you I'm just said you up. spent two and a half hours on Reddit last know, night, almost three. Yeah. I think you're fully into it. I didn't because you're, cause you're doing know. Cobra stuff on Reddit. Mm. You're in on that. You're in on the with uh, promoting the show. That's great. Yeah, I just want to bring this up because I am also have rejoined the online community with a sports message <laughs> board. Oh no! Now, Randy, I don't know if you know this, but in my early days of my uh, collegiate um, exploration, you know, because that's that's what that's what college is for, Randy. You're trying to find yourself. You spend eighty thousand dollars. For a degree that you won't use. That's most what. That's mostly what uh, <laughs> college experience is there for. Now, um, I of course went to a state school and went on a scholarship, so it was much less than eighty thousand dollars. Thank God for that. How much? I think you talked about in earlier episodes. <sighs> I, you and Nilo battled. I remember that. Oh yeah, no, I, I my whole college got Nilo, not too? including not including my scholarship, was under forty. Oh okay. Yeah, I think Nilo had eighty. For and again, years. for anybody new to the show yeah. or that's been listening for only three years, uh, Nilo was our first engineer, and uh, I used to always call Randy our fucking um, Jason Newstead. That's a Metallica reference, but I'm, <laughs> it, that's totally wrong. There, in no way do I see Nilo as like the supreme and first. Yeah, <laughs> but like I, just and so when I was in college, my first job um, in journalism was being a sports reporter for an online message board and <laughs> man now that i'm back and and then when i quit that job i quit the message board and i haven't been there and and now i went to a different one because I, there was some bad blood on the message board that was I it left. like a local college thing no it's for yes it, so it had just really started when i was in college so i was in on the ground floor with this site mm-hmm. it was called big gold nation I'll, I'll name it i don't care okay <laughs> and it was for my You're college gonna get canceled. where I'm i went dig up some uh, shit. southern miss and so southern miss and that was owned by rivals.com now rivals.com does a lot of like um scouting yeah with high school sports and then they, you know they've got their whole thing and then rivals is owned by yahoo sports counter of that is scout.com so there's a scout board called Golden Eagle Pride, which now, <laughs> yes, I have joined that message board out of protest from Big Gold Nation because, as I said, we don't have to get into it. Let's on some bad terms. Now, 
getting the only reason why I got back into this community is because we are going through a coaching search. And so any sort of inside knowledge I was getting, tried to get on that. Now today we announced it, the news broke that we had hired a guy and it was just insane because, and I, I, I'll save you all the, the politics of everything, but the guy that we hired has Mississippi connections. His father is a famed Mississippi high school coach who famously hated our university and oh. would not send <laughs> players from his teams. He would not work with us at all. He wouldn't send them. He wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't give us any of his yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. He was an Ole Miss guy, and he hated us and would talk shit about us, and yada, yada, yada. And that has been stuck in the crawl of many old people for a very long time. <laughs> and so now his son was just announced as our new head coach. And you would have thought that it, it, they canceled everything. I've canceled my season ticket oh. 40 years. <laughs> Damn. Insane. <laughs> and I just, I, 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 I quit the board today. Already? I'm oh, like, I, I, I don't miss this at all. I just felt gross. It felt weird. I got what I needed out of it. I, I got all the information. I don't need to get back in that toxic thing anymore. You know, because you can fly too close to the sun is what I'm saying. Just don't fly too close to the sun, Icarus. Wait, wait, what? the coach got fired like recently? So we're on our third, we're on our interim interim head oh, coach. Oh, I'm tripping. I remember you talking about that. I, for some reason, I thought uh, that was the team that had the female field, field goal kicker or whatever. Oh, no. That's Did you hear about that? That's Vanderbilt. And they also fired their head They coach. fired him right after. Yeah. No, because I just heard I, uh, somebody covered it and they were talking. So, Randy. Uh, a team had the first ever, uh, what, competitive female okay, player. In so a, yeah. The first Power Five female athlete, meaning Power Five conference. Yeah. And uh, she was a kicker. And um, I heard she's being like fucking exalted as a legend. And she's like broke the glass ceiling and everything. But then I also heard that she like fucked up the kick. It went like 32 feet. It was a, and then directly uh, after the game, they fired the head coach. Okay. And then she lectured the team. She gave them like a, here's what you guys need to do. And she'd only been training with them for two weeks. And it's like. So it was a squib kick. I think it was by design. And me, that head coach was already on the hot seat. Okay. That had nothing to do with it. But, um, but it's, it's a publicity it's, stunt, right? It's, it's, well, look. <laughs> Vanderbilt has been very bad at football for a very long okay. time. Okay, uh, they are an academic school. Uh, Jamie uh, Stone went to Vanderbilt. Oh, who's that? Exactly. Ex <laughs> <laughs> uh, fan of the show. Yes. <laughs> um, it's it's a fantastic institution. Not good at football because they hold their players to an academic standard. And in the Southeastern oh, Conference, yeah, you don't want to do that's that. a tricky thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but. I mean, you know, there had been success uh, with Vanderbilt in the past, but Derek Mason, uh, I think, God, he's been there since 2013, I think. I don't know. We don't want him to get into football's town here. Okay, but <laughs> let's get out of football Long town. story short is all I'm saying is that even the few weeks that I had been on this message board, today I realized I was flying too close to the sun. Yeah. Don't do that with Reddit. Be careful with your message boards. That's all I'm saying. Also, uh, a slippery slope. I got a, uh, I'm, I'm not opening it, but on my phone, uh, <laughs> Somebody just commented on that post and he said, a lot of amazing movies no one else is talking about in here. Uh, yeah, duh. Welcome to the Overlook Hour podcast. <laughs> I feel 
Bye, bitch. Okay. We haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> again, and again, um, timely. I don't know what the fuck it is, but since we recorded last time, there's a bunch of everything's developed. You, you want to jump into it? You got anything else? Nope. Right, just go clip one. Yeah. Oh, God. I need We need to do some audio engineering. Get rid of that fucking intro. Yeah. Oh, you can hear steam. You can hear steam blowing out your vagina like a teapot that's been on the stove and the tea is heated up and it's whistling to let you know it's ready to be poured. The tea is nice and hot. Does not just steam your snatch. <laughs> I fucking forgot that was clip one. Yeah, that's clip one. Yeah. Did you want to talk about that? Nope. Because oh. as I said, <laughs> let's om- no more Cobra segment. No, no, not because the Cobra thing, just because, uh, you you didn't actually almost burn down the house today. That was on Sunday. That wasn't Sunday. Yes. Just give it a little bit. Okay, so uh, I woke up. I thought it was work. Oksana was getting out of bed, though, and she never does that. And I'm like, where the hell are you going? She's like, I'm going to go turn off the kettle. And I'm like, weird. You got up earlier and turned the kettle on? But she was already out of the room. And she came up and she went, no, I didn't turn it on. Clark left it on. Also, he left the house. It's the second time this week <laughs> yeah. where I put a kettle on and then left the room. And one time I actually left the house. <laughs> didn't even realize I put the kettle on. So this is why we were challenged by Vito Trigo to get on the sugar cleanse to sort of reset the brain. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that because I'm losing my mind. Yeah. And I <laughs> forgot already and I ate chocolate. So, I mean, you'll hear that in the interview. <laughs> Man. I, yeah. Because it's a whole process. I, I, I like having to boil my tea for my coffee. I like having to work for it a little bit, <laughs> which I know is a strange thing coming from me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like, I've just gotten used to the process of making the coffee. And then what happened the other day is I, I just, it's, it's muscle memory. If I go into the kitchen in the morning without thinking about it, I grab the kettle, I put water in it, I turn it on. <laughs> I don't even think about what I'm doing. Because I did that, and it's like, oh, I don't want to make breakfast. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'll yeah, just you, go get breakfast. You're not a zombie, though. I think, you know, uh, our thoughts get preoccupied, and uh, we never slow down in this yeah, modern but age. You, it's muscle memory, though, man. Yeah, well, you know what I was doing for a while at uh, not my last job, but the one before it? I would get out of the car and uh, walk away, but I wouldn't remove the keys, and the car would still be running, and I would lock it. Oh. I did that three times. I did it once at a movie theater. In the morning, it was. I have an inherent fear of doing that, so I've never done that. I've I've locked. <laughs> what are you scared of? It's- I have locked my keys in my car one time, and you helped me with that. The oh, yeah, only yeah. time I ever locked my keys no, in no. my car, I locked them in my trunk. Um, to to be clear, the car was still running. Yeah, I I I <laughs> that is regular Randy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do that. So one day, uh, I think I called into my job. I've I've grown much since this uh date yes and uh i skipped to the wor- small grower like me <laughs> thanks cool thanks i uh i skipped work i called into work so i could go see the dragon ball z movie <laughs> i rounded everybody up what the fuck? i know dude and it was at there's the, a dragon ball z movie it, this was a couple years ago and a uh, couple uh it was a while ago and um was it stitrix i think so yeah a Dragon Ball Z movie's been out in the last six years? <laughs> yeah. What and, the- uh, dude, it was at the Balboa, and I was so pumped. We went in there, ate coffee, watched the whole movie, 
came out was like, yeah, let's go get some pizza. Went across the street, got pizza. That place is now gone. That's how long ago it was. Mm. Went to get in the car and went, oh, uh, I think it's running. <laughs> I couldn't open the door. You left it running the whole movie? Dude, the whole movie and through the pizza. I will, I will say <laughs> that uh, there was a girl I went to high school with. She did that in high school three separate times. Whoa. Where they had to come in and find her's like, you left your car running again. <sighs> I, you know, I think it's just being preoccupied. Like, too, too much shit going on mentally. This is 2003. What are we doing in I 2003? The phone just came out. She We're wearing Jinko jeans and listening to Creed. Like, <laughs> come on. All right. You want to talk about David Lynch's balls now? Yes, here we go. All right, clip two. It's December 1, 2020. <laughs> Ten balls. Each ball has a number. Numbers 1 through 10. Swirl the numbers. Pick a number. <laughs> Today's number is 8. Oh, I was hoping for 10. Now, if you're wondering what the fuck that was, uh, I have no idea. Apparently, David Lynch, for uh, uh, over 100 days now, has been doing very short YouTube videos. Hello. And uh, he does two a day. One is um, Hello in the Weather, where he goes, today is December 1. The weather, it, it, just like that. And then he'll post another video with uh, today's number. And yeah, I mean, you heard him. He swirls a jar of balls around, numbered one through ten, and he picks one, shows it to the camera, and then the video's over. Can we isolate within this clip where he just says, ten balls? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make a note of it, and I'll pull it. Okay. Um, the thing is, it, it really, it's, it's very Lynchian. They're like, what are we doing here? Who cares? He's yeah. entertaining. Except you go into the fucking comments, and uh, people are, you know, they're trying to figure out the meaning of life. And um, I've got another clip. Especially with Lynch. It's, because always, it's always an underlying yeah. thing with him. Yeah. They're, they're always trying to unwrap that enigma. Yeah. And um, so some people have taken the numbers to be music cues. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. Sh I don't know enough about writing music. I, I read it a little bit when I played saxophone. <laughs> my freshman, sophomore You year. played sax? Then? Yeah, alto. Oh, could you still do it? Oh, God. I probably couldn't even play Hot Cross Buns correctly. Is now. a sax a reed <laughs> instrument? Yeah, it's a reed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and play uh, the clip under that. It's called 100 Balls. Yeah. So now, what we're listening to now, somebody took every number for the first 100 days he did this, and they turned it into this music. I'm not sure how they tabulated it. But if you also notice in the video, which I'll link in the show notes, yeah. they took a clip of every ball he shows. Oh, I keep I'm pointing to you like you can see the video. Yeah. I forgot I pulled I pulled the clip. Sounds like some Philip Glass shit. No, it's very uh soothing. If that's not really your speed though. I have another audio track on there in this guy's uh, YouTube uh, description. He left a link and said, here's my 32 David Lynch balls. Here we go. <laughs> Play that one.
Now this is more Lynch Town. This is um throbbing gristle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is a hundred percent throbbing gristle. Now this one, the dude has a different approach. If if you read the comments on the video, he talks about how he utilized the number seven to measure bars, time length. I believe the whole song is is I don't know divisible by seven or some shit. And uh, at the end, he's like, "If you want to know why, watch David Lynch's videos." I don't. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Which <laughs> who's watching the Watchmen, dude? Dude, for real. Yeah, so David Lynch is posting those every day. If you want to follow him, it's David Lynch Theater. Uh, Randy, will this finally get you on YouTube? Maybe. I've been on it a little bit lately, but not too much. Now, Randy, I know you've got your, your hand on the pulse of, of what's popular in the in the world. of t- Oh, for and, sure. Both <laughs> film and television. Uh, did, isn't Lynch doing something with Netflix? Did I hear that correctly? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think he's, it's planning to shoot in like 2021. Did you ever, I watch... think it's called Wisteria. Yeah, that sounds about, Oh, look at that update. Wisteria is a compilation of all today's numbers into a feature length film. Oh, what? Whoa. Well, yeah. If you believe somebody on YouTube named my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you 76 thumb ups, <laughs> no thumb down. All right. Let's see. Uh, love cat says, Oh my God. You have resurrected my dream of David showing us the scenes on the cutting room floor, which turn out to be the real footage of today's number. People are all idiots. <laughs> I don't know. And the weather reports are Twin Peaks season four. <laughs> Randy, did you watch the short film he did about the monkey? Uh, yeah, the one that was on Netflix like yeah, last year. Rotanamatantan. Oh, you remembered. Is that? I can't think of the name. Rotanamatan. Rotanamatata. Yeah. I remember being incredibly bored, but laughing every time he said his name. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, David Lynch's balls. Uh, there was another big story that broke. Big story. Uh, over the weekend. And um, I mean, you know, uh, how, how do I even talk about it now? Because it's evolved. That's what I was teasing. So, oh, did you see it has evolved because our boy Guy Fieri. Oh, no. Jumped in on this story as well. Did he? Okay. Yes, he did. So w- what we're talking about is the the Utah monolith, and uh, Kubrick was nowhere to be seen around it. So uh, unless you're a, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that train of thought. What are you pulling up? I'm pulling up Guy Fieri. Okay. W- why? I don't. Oh, who is Guy Tang? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds tight. This is Guy Fieri's post. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, you derailed me for that. Okay, so in so in Utah, some people, uh, I believe it was people counting sheep. This was the monolith in Flavortown, USA. Oh my God, get the it's fuck a giant fork. <laughs> he photoshopped a fork where the Utah monolith is. So I'm sure if anybody's even on the internet, they heard this story, and you're probably rolling your eyes. I get it. I did what I normally do, and I tried to do like a deep dive in YouTube for some fucking cross-eyed weirdo talking about the monolith, and I couldn't find one. There's a lot of like serious people talking about aliens, and um, over the break, did you hear what happened? They found another one in what? Romania. Oh no! Yeah. So, so now there's a Romania monolith, but the Utah one and it's vanished. disappeared already too. Yeah, and it's gone too. So anyway, we're all bored with the monolith. I dug up a video that nobody's seen, and I feel like there's some value. 
It's um, clip three on there. These are adventurers who set out. We well, believe it, but we drove we go. eight hours. And uh, we believe that we might be the first people to have come to the Utah monolith and have it not be here anymore, unfortunately. What we do see, though, is someone that wrote, Bye, bitch, and clearly took a pee on where the monolith once stood. So, Yeah, so these people, it, the video looks like a found footage film. They're hiking through the desert of Utah. They're uh, in the beginning. They're getting out of the car and they're excited. Then there's a cut and they're dejected and they look bummed. And uh, I think it it translates in the audio where uh, the spirit has left this man and the camera, which has the light fixed on it, slowly pans across the ground. And there's just like it looks like somebody wrote with their finger "bye, bitch. And then there's a puddle, which uh, he describes as urine. Bye, bitch. Yeah, so <laughs> it's fucking good. I last time I checked, which was a day ago, only a hundred people had seen that video. It brought me so much joy, though. And then fuck your cow. Today, oh, Romania, the monolith reappeared, and uh, it's gone already. And uh, wait, I think I know where it went. I dug up a clip, here and we go. here you go. Play clip four. Visit the moon of Mars. There's a monolith there, a very unusual structure on this little potato-shaped object that, that goes around Mars once in seven hours. When people find out about that, they're going to say, who put that there? Who put that there? Well, uh, the universe put it there. If you choose, God put it there. Do you all know who that is? Gary Busey. No, for real. No idea. It Jake sounded like Trebek, kind of, but I know that's not possible. Buzz Aldrin. That was, yeah. That was Buzz Aldrin. Ah. From 2009. He knew about the potato and the monolith way before us. So the monolith jumped from the potato to Utah, then to Romania. And now it will probably end up in a commercial. You know, he's, you know he's been on Alice Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin's tight. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, one of the two moons of Mars, they had the monolith. And when I saw the Romania thing, I was just like, what the what Banksy bitch is running all over the planet, putting a monolith down and then picking it up. And uh, Banksy bitch, it reminded me, dude, Buzz Aldrin had a monolith first. What are you about to play something? (laughs) I'm just I stay ready. Also, I should point out. This is the second time you've answered text from your sister during the show. The first time. I'm sorry I, that I am a good brother. Maybe you should try it sometime. It, it's more of a, uh, I'm plugging the show notes again. If you go back to Baby Yoda White Claw, um, Clark may have seemed a little distracted because, yeah, him and his sister had a correspondence, which you so kindly took a screenshot of and uh, let me share on the, the show notes. You're very welcome. So, yeah, if you, if you want to read that, Go over the overlooktheater.com. Um, until yeah. then. Until then. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Why do you like that <laughs> clip? You know, on Sunday, you played the hell out of that thing, too. I just like how defeated he sounds. Because <laughs> normally it's bye, bitch. It's, yeah. you know, there's a level of excitement, but yeah. this is just bye, bitch. <laughs> 
He's fucking bummed. There is. They took the monolith uh, and pissed in the hole. It's a lethargic by bitch. I, I love it. It's well, great. It's him and his girlfriend, and they're like, we're going to be these fucking great content creators, and we're going to go take selfies with the monolith. And Tell you what, it's better than. Doesn't that just steam your snatch? <laughs> God damn it. Dude, I, you know, I'm, I'm holding back. Cobra's been going through it. He's got two new beautiful leather chairs. I, I won't get into it, but uh, have you seen him do a cooking video in the new apartment? Oh, it's he did. Just up. Oh, I haven't. Did and you watch guess it? Guess what? New apartment. Same sound issues. Oh, I love it. Oh, How's- it's so hard to navigate. Okay, I, w- I won't talk about. it. I'm dying to see. His new he made kitchen. a uh, Thanksgiving um, leftovers burger. Oh, uh, I mean, and I'll tell you this: American tradition. I miss the. I miss the shitty kitchen. Because oh. this seems like a nice, normal person kitchen. Yeah, he's yeah, it is that last kitchen. Whew. Yeah, change of subject. I'm oh, gonna get. Man. I'm gonna dive in there too deep. All right, Randy Michael. Yes, sir. What are you gonna tell us about that? Uh, I'm gonna do an advertisement for a uh, a Criterion Collection box set that I ordered. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So this past week, I received the Essential Fellini. Uh, box set that Criterion put out, which has... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot to play you in. <laughs> you fucking idiot. That's some cool <laughs> shit. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, the box set has 13 of Fellini's films. Uh, I've only watched uh, one from the box set before. There's a bunch that I've seen already, um, but I wanted to go into some of his later stuff that I hadn't seen yet. So I watched uh, Inter Vista, which is, which is his second-to-last film. Uh, it's made in 1987. Uh, the film, essentially, it stars Federico Fellini as pretty much the main character. Uh, and the movie is about a Japanese TV crew um, following Federico Fellini around Cinecitta, which is the uh, Italian film studio where he filmed most of his movies. We talking Fodoc right now, dude? Uh, sort of, yeah. It's, uh, it's got multiple layers of like films within a film. There's almost like four different uh, sort of like films within the movie Intervista. I can do um, it. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's super dreamy. Like, you know, most of uh, his later films that are not as neorealistic. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's sort of a lighter, like breezier Fellini film, um, which is really cool. It's kind of like him looking back at his career um, and some of the movies that he made and his love for Chinachita, the uh, studio where I mentioned he made most of his movies. Um, Chinachita. Yeah, yeah Chinachita. It's, uh, it's an Italian film studio that was made um, back in like 19... 19- dog. He just likes the name. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good name. It's fun to say. Uh, but yeah, it was actually like funded by Mussolini back in the day. Um, to support the recovery of Italian cinema. Um, It was actually like bombed in World War II and it became a camp for displaced persons during the war. Uh, But also um, like Scorsese shot Gangs of New York there. Uh, Paolo Sorrentino shot like the new Pope or whatever there as well. He's a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) So it's still a very uh, active um, studio, but... I don't know. It's a, I, I really dug this movie. It's not one of my favorites, and I wouldn't like dig into this first if you haven't seen any Fellini, just because it's so much about like his career and the movies that he made. But uh, yeah, it's really good, um, and I'm looking forward to checking out the rest of the box set. Yeah, it, it's crazy when directors do that. Like uh, Fulci did Cat in the Brain, 
And it's like, uh, I went to the Alamo and watched it with Oksana. And it's so weird if you don't know the catalog. And it's yeah. weirder if you do know the catalog, but you don't know how the, the director looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's Fellini, you know, like Zombie 2. Yeah. yeah. She picked it up. Also, Randy, a fucking beautiful box set. I am. Um, I'm really close into bullying Terrell into finally filming his Blu-ray Tuesday thing. <laughs> it's all set up. He's just got to show up. And uh, I, I'm so curious to see what he would do with that. Like when you took a picture and you showed it uh, to me and Clark in a group text we have. And mm-hmm. I thought it was wall art. It looked like fucking canvas paintings. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the it's like a essentially there's like a gatefold like vinyl record sort of casing that holds all the discs and then it has like an outer like box um like pizza shaped box um that holds everything and then there (laughs) (laughs) and there's a there's a bunch of reading material there's like a a thing that says guide to the films and then there's another that uh just has like a bunch of essays and stuff like all the criterion um like single discs you know they all have essays and stuff so they kind of compiled all that uh into one you know, I think that's what originally got me into Criterion was just yeah, being same. able to buy a weird foreign or art house film. And then instead of just being kind of a drift, like, what did I just watch? You could turn and read essays. And I remember when, when I, you know, got through the booklet on like Lahane, mm-hmm. the coolest fucking shit ever. Like somebody's covering a, a 90s French film about like a ghetto, but it's like, yeah. You know, like smart people writing essays about it. It was do you, fucking do cool. Do you know what the first Criterion film was you watched? Uh, the first one ever? That you watched. Oh, it might have been like that a you, samurai movie. That you knowingly was like Criterion. Oh, yeah, but it wasn't that exciting because I went in through horror. Like, I, I got into film history through like my community college courses. Yeah. And then I think I bought Same. like Lady in the Dunes and like um, Eraserhead. Or, no, no, it couldn't have been Eraserhead. It might have been like. Whoa, what the fuck was it? Oh, I think it was Repulsion. It's it was- interesting you say Samurai huh. because that, that was really my first like deep dive into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was through Kurosawa. Yep, I think a lot of people had that introduction. But my first one. Solo. Was Wes Anderson. Oh, God. That's, yeah. you know, you know who's, at least you're above Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have to talk shit on at least the, um, the cardboard sleeving they did on there. And, uh, you know, last time we, we kind of went into detail about, like, when you slide the disc in this little, like, cardboard kangaroo pouch, how it yeah. fucks it up. I, you know what? I'm Let's be honest. Like, the fucking Herzog one I have, it's got all the cardboard shit in there. I, I haven't watched most of those movies from I that think, box set. I think you're too hard on Wes Anderson. I, I, I agree. I mostly do it for as a bit. And because he's a hack. <laughs> he's not a hack. He just has a... He has a built-in fan force that is annoying. He's a quirky bitch. Sure, yeah. but who isn't? <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know? I know. Yeah. Uh, you you know, know. Woody Allen's quirky. Woody Allen. He's a pedophile. <laughs> you know, I have a Woody Allen uh, drop on there that I was going to use. Get Woody t- Allen calls. He wants his identity back. That was going to be a random <laughs> attack. That's yeah, actually that's that's pretty that's good. From, uh, right? And can you guess what movie that's from? Uh, no. It's from a... As a Clark would call her, Ashley's film, uh, Rising Stars. Lauren Ashley Clark. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Los it, Angeles Clipper. And dude, it, dude, that movie's so bonkers. If if you haven't heard that interview, go listen to it. She's 
incredibly cool. She still like fucking interacts with us regularly. And uh, Rising Star is a film that nobody's discovered. It's another Modern Vampires. We're doing all the hard oh, work here. Modern Vampires. Only Reddit understands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Randy, fuck you. How much did you pay for that box set? I don't remember. I ordered it like months ago. I pre-ordered it like months ago. Well, if I had 10 Bitcoins, I wouldn't care either. <laughs> How's the Bitcoin doing? Uh, you know, it's up and down, but it's good. Remember, it's hot and it's cold. The stocks, including cryptocurrency, it goes up less often, but more often than it goes down. Thank you, Warren Buffett. <laughs> Didn't he? He just came out with the book, right? You're, you're Warren Buffet. What thirty thousand dollar haircut? Buffett? Oh, not Buffett. No, not Buffett. Buffett. No, the, the no, Buffett goes to Dairy Queen and gets a hand job in an alley. I might have been. Him. <laughs> The last thing I remember for sure was that he pulled stock out of the airlines during the COVID thing. And Warren Buffett's a piece of garbage. Let that you just dope. want that fucking audio drop. I do I, want I'm, that audio drop. Unless you remind me, I'm not pulling a Beetlejuice audio we, drop. We should have Here. just a Beetlejuice no, soundboard. No, no. And Randy, I'm sorry for hijacking <laughs> your review. But uh, the way the soundboard works is it's, you know, we're creating a little club. We're in a secret clubhouse right now. We're here with all our friends. And it's a little inside joke. But we got to set it up with a clip and then we pay it off forever. <laughs> forever, these You're things. A big dick. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just pull random clips from nowhere and drop I'm them in. I'm trying there. to build a narrative, dude. Also, I don't want to borrow Howard Stern's weirdos. We have our own weirdos. Okay. We got Chuggy. Borrow it. First of all, Beetlejuice is dead. He's not dead. <laughs> He's not dead. You're thinking of Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill is. <laughs> I literally thought you were talking about the movie Beetlejuice for a second. <laughs> and I was going to say we should get uh, the clip of Alec Baldwin saying, this thing reads like stereo instructions. <laughs> what? Randy? What Which he says God? like three times in the Randy, movie. If we ever pull an uh, Alec Baldwin clip, it's going to be, you're a fat, rude little pig. That's what we're <laughs> going to pull. When he was referring to his daughter. Oh. He called her a fat, rude little pig. Wait, was it scripted? No. Oh. Well, it's not the Truman Show. <laughs> it was real life footage. Was it like an Instagram live? You're a rude little pig. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Dad of the year. Right, back to you, Randy. Alec Baldwin. All right, Randy, what else you got? Uh, yeah, just real quick. Um, there's a movie that I checked out on Netflix earlier this week. Uh, called Prospect, uh, directed by Zeke Earl and Chris Caldwell. Uh, it Zeke premiered Earl in- and the Dying Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it premiered in South by Southwest in like 2018. Uh, I think it came out like for people to see in 2019. Um, but yeah, it's streaming on Netflix now. It's uh, a very low budget indie. It's like less than $4 million. It's got The Mandalorian in it. Yeah, it's got Pedro Pascal in it, yeah. uh, Jay Duplass, and Sophie Thatcher. Um, it's got a really, really cool look to it. Um, they use a lot of practical sets um, and like costumes and like helmets, props, and locations. Uh, and it's a really, really good looking movie. Um, it's kind of like a, a survival story, kind of almost westerny. Um, it wasn't like one of my favorite sci-fi movies I've seen, but um, I always appreciate a low budget sci-fi movie that actually like kind of knows how to use the money that they have. Um, so that the budget doesn't feel like a limitation. 
Um, and yeah, I don't know too many people that have seen it and it feels like a good, uh, a good overlook pick. Yeah, dude, the, the poster got me. It looks fucking cool. And then while we were looking through IMDb, uh, Clark pointed out that bubbles from the wires in it. Yeah, dude, you buried the lead. Right? <laughs> oh, got Andre Royo in here. I missed that. Apparently. Randy, what was that? What was that Andre Royo movie we went to go see at the Roxy like six years? Oh, ago? Hunter Gatherer. Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch that again. I like that movie. It's yeah, movie. I remember it being cool, but I don't remember too much about it. He's in the collection. I don't remember that. I didn't see that. It was the sequel to the Collector. I didn't see the Collector. Uh, you might like it. It's kind of a cool guy film. I liked it a lot. It's a slasher where there's a a a cat burglar operating around a slasher movie i like cat burglars don't like cats oh <laughs> remember when we went to um the stanford Love theater cats the film. and we watched that hitchcock cat burglar movie and we hated oh, it oh god with carrie grant <laughs> can i just say <laughs> and I, I don't want to get the feedback here okay <laughs> but carrie grant fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. wrong I don't know. He's got that very like '50s Hollywood he's actor. Boring. Yeah, he's Can't, very Hollywood, which I think is boring. But me. I don't know. Cary Grant's fine. No, Cary Grant never got to live the life he wanted to live because he was a closeted homosexual. He never got to go out there and just live it, baby. Dude, the '50s they didn't give a fuck. Oh, he was living. Yeah, he was living. He was. We just don't know about it. Closed doors. That's fine. Well, you don't have it's to be streaming on TikTok. Can yeah, you but it, it hurt his screen performance is all I'm saying. Because <laughs> he bored me to tears yeah. in everything he's ever done. Give me Humphrey, baby. Bogart? Me- Bogart <laughs> all the way. Give me Humphrey or give me hell. I don't know. Bogart. Yeah. Cary Grant. <laughs> Fucking. What was that thing you said? I really liked it. Randy, I like this movie. Oh, what? Z- Prospect? The- this is on uh, Z-Girl, the oh, Dying Girl? Girl yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, it's th- good. It's on. It's on Netflix. Tis. Okay. It's uh ninety-seven minutes. Now, Randy, as you know, I am not a huge sci-fi fan. Mm-hmm. Except my favorite movie of all time could be classified as a sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the the reason why I don't like sci-fi to a a big degree? Is because I think it gets too fucking proud of itself. Uh, I don't know. I think sci-fi is a broad genre that is often uh, it's a categorized genre. Yeah, <laughs> it's often like kind of boiled down into just like sci-fi. But like, really, yeah. like Pi and Godzilla are very different movies. Yeah, I think you're thinking like hard sci-fi, which this is not. All right, good. I'm down. <laughs> Damn, that was an easy sell. Yeah. Also, how about My Name Is Z Girl? It's not as good. <laughs> not as good at all. Although that is a show, I almost watched all of it. My name is Earl. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Didn't watch a single episode. <laughs> God, I, dude, I tried to watch it because I was like twelve when that came out. I didn't understand what was happening. You were twelve, dude. That's you were an not old 12. show. It came out in two thousand five. I think it ended. Oh, it started two thousand five. Oh, I was. The fuck are you talking? I was eighteen. <laughs> you had the brain of a twelve-year-old. That that's. Fair. <laughs> Yeah, this show. It was just like kind of like flat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm a. Why did you watch all of this show? I'm a Jason Lee fan, kind of. I I, I, I do like Jason Lee. Stealing yeah. Harvard, great film. He would do a tray flip, a tail slide. 
Do you like stealing <laughs> Harvard? I know you're a Tom Green guy. Uh, who? Stealing Harvard. Uh, I don't Tom know Green? It. I don't know it. Where Jason? It's a Jason Lee Tom Green movie where uh, Jason Lee's daughter is trying. It got accepted to Harvard, but they didn't have money. Oh, and fuck. so he got Tom Green to help him out. Okay, <laughs> I fucking no, love stealing no, Harvard. You, you were setting that up, like, dude, this is a great film that you need to watch. And then I googled it, and I see the cover, and that's why I never watched it. Also, you the, love Tom Green. I do. You like Jason Lee. This is a great movie. Yeah, but this looks like fucking uh, what? What the hell are those douchebags? He sneaks into a house. National Lampoon. That's what it looks like to me. What's his name is also <laughs> in this movie. He plays a judge, and they, okay. he, he spoons. Whoa, hold on. Rotten Tomatoes, nine percent. It's nine percent. Dude, this Whoa. was. I love this movie. Really? I stand by this movie. Dude, 9%. Tom Green does this thing with cheese. He's like, I love cheese. He belts cheese in a microwave. If you like Tom Green, is Tom Green being crazy? <laughs> yeah, but I kind of don't like when he's being like, this is a fun. Hmm, this is a my bum is movie. on the moon. I'm like, no, I like Tom Green doing his live tonight show out of his living room. Yeah. I like that kind of like raw Tom Green. Oh, well, then you're going to hate this. Okay. Read some. Read, remember that bit we tried to get you to do with the roasting rotten tomatoes? Yeah. Here's yeah. here's my favorite uh, review. <laughs> Quote not available. <laughs> but it's bad. It gave a rating one out of four. But Nothing can survive the toxic unfunniness of green. <laughs> it's no win stuff. It's not offensive enough to appeal to green's ever decreasing fan base, nor witty enough to convince anyone else. That's from 2003. Scroll down a little bit. All right. <laughs> Let's take a look Let's at see. these. God, they're all bad. Yeah. Let's just let's find that. Oh, there's 104 reviews. Try to find the two fresh tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what the? F oh, my God. All right. Let's get a fresh. Oh, nope. All right. So and first page. First none. page out of six. No fresh tomatoes. Oh, there we all go. Right, here we go. Stealing Harvard is a weird funny that works. I'm not, what is that word? Transmogrifying. Transmogrifying the film into a charming, moronic foray worth your time. Three out of five. Yeah. This is a five out of five. This is a great <laughs> movie. You don't the, like stealing here, Here's one. The timing is nearly every scene. Wait, wait. Hold. The timing in nearly every scene seems a half beat off. That's the, fair. Yeah, I just read it wrong, and it was funnier when I did that. Yeah, I thought it was something about the beat, though. <laughs> I didn't think that. But yeah, okay, Stealing Harvard. All right. Clark recommends <laughs> the 9% Stealing Harvard. Uh, also features uh, the wife of Judd Apatow. Oh. Leslie Mann. Okay. All right. Nope, I'm not doing that one. What? Go to the other one. Come on, do it. No, we're not doing it. We're doing this one. Oh. Come on, just mention it. Babe. I watched the latest uh, Tremors movie. It's fan service. What's it called? About Burt Gummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's What's... called Tremors Shrieker Island. Oh, you bitch. Who wanted to say <laughs> Shrieker's <laughs> Island? I, know, I, I was like, are you going to phone it in? So uh, for context, in the episode we lost, we, we spent about a half hour <laughs> laughing at uh, Clark calling it. Sh now I can't even. What the fuck is it? It's Shrieker Shirk Island, but I kept calling it Shirker Island. You called it Shirker Island, which yeah. was a callback to Sandy Tan. And then you spelled Shriekers incorrectly. 
No, I said no. The reason why I kept saying shirker is because the way that they spelled shrieker <laughs> looks like shirker, and I thought that shrieker should be spelled with two e's and no i. So then you went to the um, internet, yeah. and then you typed in shriekers with two e's, and of course, it is an urban dictionary term. All right. Do you want to read that at least? We don't have to. Uh, no. Let's uh, let's just say that. Um, to all of our listeners, uh, give that a quick googs. <laughs> uh, just type in shriekers with two e's, no eyes, and uh, don't do it on your work computer. <laughs> and don't do it in front of your mother or your family. Yeah, that was some good bonus creepy Clark, too. Um, please direct all your hate mail to Zencaster because they fucked us. But now, don't worry. It will never happen again. And uh, yeah, Clark's not going to talk about the movie that he ultimately said was bad. Right? There's some there's some okay stuff. Uh, <laughs> Napo Napoleon Dynamite's in it. Oh god. All right. Wait, we worked with the guy who knew he was cousins to Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. He was also a piece of garbage. He was a piece of, oh, he was bad. I almost got into a fight with him. I he was voted that. most likely to be a juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't he? He also had giant like tree trunk diabetes legs. Yeah, and he had like 12-year-old face. Well, yeah, he had 12-year-old face, but he had varicose veins and he was like 19 <laughs> years old. <laughs> What swamp did you wither out of? Yeah, and he was like, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite's my cousin. He's a Christian. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, he quit the industry to go uh, warship. I mean, so, power to you. One of the uh, films I watched on Saturday is a documentary. Yes, I know that I said that incorrectly. Uh, from the Home Box Office Max channel, which uh, we've talked about before, is... Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand why it's HBO Max. I do understand that uh, Cinemax was purchased by the home box office, but now I do not know why that they've combined those two things, and yet there is still a separation between HBO and Max, because if you'll notice, if you watch some things, it'll say a Max original. If you watch other things, it'll say an HBO original. What are you doing? What is happening? <laughs> we need to know. I'm sorry. I was making a face, because even though we talked about this last week, Yeah. I didn't make the connection that the Max was from Skinamax. Yeah, Cinemax. Yeah, yeah no, my mind was being blown. My yeah, my jaw dropped. It's very confusing. <laughs> no, but you, I remember you literally saying the same thing last, or I mean, three days ago. Yes. But I didn't get the connection. So do they have like softcore porn on there now? No. <laughs> they, they don't have a Red Shoe Diaries, right? Wasn't that the Michael Duchovny? The red shoes, the red shoes. So, no, no, not not the. Uh, I'll tell you this: Technicolor I, Dream. Showtime would do more of that sultry stuff than HBO in, in recent times, like in Cinemax too. HBO, HBO had like, uh, was it Taxi Cab Confessions? Yeah, and um, you could see somebody getting blown or shooting up heroin. Uh, what was the other <laughs> one? What was the other one they did? Real sex. Real sex. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember that one. Real sex. Which I was boring. As, I remember as a young boy, it's not what I wanted. No. I was like, wait, I thought there would be like nudity, yeah. not like gross people, like old, gross white people going to like fellatio oh, class. And HBO had Cat House. Oh, Cat that the, House. That was the big one. That was the big Yeah. Aren't they still around? Yes, but he's dead. Oh, they killed him. Dennis Hoff is dead. Power to the women. They fucking offed him. Good luck. Yeah. 
and uh yeah uh the red shoe diaries by pal and pressburger yeah. it had a <laughs> it had david duchovny and he was like a detective and he was like i found a diary and then he had cut to like softcore porn i do remember red shoe diaries <laughs> okay okay go back to the page please all right what the hell were we talking about shirkers island shirkers island oh, oh shirkers island on epstein island <laughs> Okay. Can you go back to the thing? Because I can never remember the name of this fucking Okay. <laughs> I'm going to mention her name. Now, I've already talked about this, but I'm going to try to re- redo my trades. Recapture the magic. Uh, D.B. Cooper. Um, this is a name that I only knew name only. It, <laughs> if, whatever, if that makes sense. Um, it was just redundant. You, you, I mean, look, in the, in the lexicon... D.B. Cooper's been there. I've heard that name before. It didn't really make uh, a connection to me. So when I saw that there was a documentary called The Mystery of D.B. Cooper, it's like, okay, let's, uh, let's give this a little go. You're like, that's a name I know only in name. In 1971, November 24th, 1971, um, D.B. Cooper, who was named Dan Cooper on the flight logs, uh, DB actually was a typo done by the American media. So uh, we've been doing a great job since 1971 <laughs> uh, with reporting the truth. Fake news. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so DB Cooper is actually not real. He's it was supposed to be Dan Cooper. But anyway, he went on this plane uh, going from Seattle, Washington to Portland, Oregon. Um, and if you remember, if I, I, I don't know how many of uh, our listeners are, are older listeners I, I would assume that most of our listenership was not around flying airplanes in 1971 <laughs> uh, the different time uh if you can do the quick math uh this is 30 years prior to the towers falling okay i don't even know if the towers were up in 1971 <laughs> hopefully they were doing just fine and uh so if you were flying on a plane you just walked right onto the plane there's no security so hijackings happened not too unoften in this time. Like hijacking, that was just a thing. It's like, oh, on a plane, it's getting hijacked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we better do security. Um, so D.B. Cooper got on this plane. He was wearing sunglasses and a suit. He goes to the back of the plane. He sits down. A stewardess walks by. He hands the stewardess a note. Stewardess reads the note. The note says, I have a bomb. Come sit by me. She goes to the back of the plane, sits by the, uh, the assailant, and word gets to the cockpit that um, they've been held hostage, and there's a bomb on the plane. Now, in this documentary, um, we get candid interviews from the pilot that day, from the flight attendant who was sitting with D.B. Cooper, and from the gentleman who was across the aisle from <laughs> D.B. Cooper. Um, the cabin did not know that this was happening Good. while they were on the plane. They were in a holding pattern for two and a half hours. This was only a 45-minute flight, oh. but the captain got on the plane and said that they were having uh, technical issues and they needed to uh, get into a holding pattern uh, because there was, they couldn't land. That is all the cabin knew, and as soon as they landed... Uh, D.B. Cooper had requested two hundred thousand U.S. dollars, which in nineteen seventy one equates to about one point two million dollars. Okay, good. He requested two hundred thousand dollars in four parachutes. 
Wait, he requested parachutes? Yes, he requested parachutes. So they land. Uh, I, I can't remember if they're going to Seattle or from Seattle. I think they're going from Portland to Seattle. Okay. So I think they land in Seattle and they get the money on the plane and the parachutes. Did they? Did people get off? As soon as the money was in his hands, he allowed all the passengers to be released as well of as three of the four flight attendants. Wait, okay. So they land the plane mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, we, we got, or before they land, they're like, hey, we have technical problems. The wheels won't come out and we got to figure it out. Yeah. Then they land and they're like, well, you can't leave yet. And then they see four parachutes come on board and three briefcases of uh, raw $20 bills. So when they, when they don't really go into, they didn't really know what was going on. They <laughs> okay. just saw some, they just saw a flight attendant go to the back of the plane with a briefcase and then everyone got off the plane. It was a briefcase. Yes, it was a briefcase. That's the and only then, way you can carry money back. Then. And yeah, right. <laughs> and then unless you they, had a burlap sack with the money, they get to, they get out in the airport. And then of course the media had already gotten on to what was going oh, on. Really? Yeah. And so, when they were asking interviews, they were like, we honestly didn't know what was happening. <laughs> we had no idea. Who were they interviewing? The, the the passengers on the plane after they were released. And they were just and like, they were oh, like, we don't know. Yes, I had no idea. I mean, you know, one guy said he looked weird, but like, <laughs> 1971, everyone's looking weird, baby. So all the passengers are off the plane at this point. Three out of the four flight attendants are off. It's just the pilot, the co-pilot, one flight attendant, and D.B. Cooper. So then he says, fly south. <laughs> so they fly south, uh, and they, they um, are about 40 minutes into the flight, somewhere around in there, and he tells the stewardess to go to the front of the plane. He opens up the back of the plane, oh. and the doors open, and then he requests that the ladder go down so that he could jump off the ladder okay. from the plane. So the pilot, and he also requested that the pilot stay 10,000, below 10,000 feet. Damn. So that he could jump out of the plane. He jumps out of the plane. (laughs) They land in Reno, Nevada, and then they have to go back to Seattle because all the luggage is still in the plane. Oh, I'd be pissed. Yeah. So they got to go. So the pilot was like, look, we were glad that's over. We had to get back to Seattle because we had all the luggage. It sounds like a couple United flights I've been on. Um, so <sighs> DB Cooper jumps off the plane and he was never heard from ever again. This is the large, this is the biggest at the only unsolved aviation crime, um, in U S history. And well, except for all the UFOs that are abducting well, and mutilating cows. True. Also, <laughs> uh, last or I keep saying last week, two days ago, I fucking figured it out. DB Cooper. There's no B. They fucked that up. That was the media. That was the fake news. Fake D. News. Cooper. Daryl Cooper. Daryl. Dale Cooper. Dale. You just fucked it up. God, you messed that up. You it carved up. that like a Hold on. Thanksgiving turkey. Let me stall a little bit with some word shit. Let me look up Daryl Cooper. That might still work. Uh, nope. it's somebody. Oh, he's got a podcast. Daryl Cooper. Oh, God. Oh, it's Martyr Maid. Oh, no. <laughs> there you go. Dude, dude, no wonder he's so smart. Also, Martin, go check out their podcast. Also, apparently, you hijacked a plane. And you've also hijacked this film. I, I know. So the documentary centers on four possible suspects for D.B. Cooper. 
two of which are bullshit. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Was Dale Cooper one of them? I'm, I'm torn between two. One is a guy who said to his wife on his deathbed that he was Dan Cooper. That was literally his last words. <laughs> I'm dead. And then after his death, his wife found that he had multiple um, identities that he was hiding. Um, he had uh, multiple IDs, and uh, he was sort of a grifter. <laughs> so there was something about that guy. The number two is, I think, maybe the more interesting one, and it is a trans woman mm-hmm. um, who was a pilot. And was very skilled um, in aviation. Also oh. knew how to parachute. Oh, very well. Because uh, when they uh, were a man, okay, he was in the military. <laughs> I was wondering what happened there. It's a tricky thing when, to navigate. When they were, yeah. Um, Don't dead name nobody. And yeah, so then, and then they also admitted to being Dan Cooper as oh. well. Oh, and then Walter Hill wrote that script about her. That wasn't good three days ago. It's not good. Dude, I used to have a big crush on Michelle Rodriguez. Don't fucking downplay it. She's I. That was in high school. I still like it. She been around that long? Yeah. That was Fast and the Furious days, baby. Didn't didn't she date Zac Efron for a while? Uh, I don't know. She dated. uh, What's his name from the Yankees? Uh, Derek Jeter? No. Fran Lumetazen. If I did, Derek Jeter. Ooh. <laughs> also, it was rumored that Derek Jeter had so many one night stands that he would uh, he had a gift basket that he he always had gift baskets in his apartment. What really? That, to give to girls. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. <laughs> uh. And uh, I, and then the other two suspects. One was like this woman said her uncle was in it. And then another one was a guy. So there was another hijacking five months later. And they think that maybe that guy did this one as well. But um, I don't know. It's an interesting documentary. Um, and it's a crazy story that, uh, frankly, I really didn't know a whole lot about. So um, definitely check it out. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it looks cool. It's on uh, HBO. HBO but it's, Max. But it's a Skinamax movie. It's a Max original or an HBO. Well, maybe they I just didn't break up the team and they kept it's that documentary. So I think it's still HBO docs. <laughs> I don't know if they've got Max docs. <laughs> Max docs. That's a good porn name. Ooh, Max docs. Guess what he's good at. Go to the bone zone. Yeah. He's got a, it's in his name. Oh, Boston. Max. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's good at docking. Also, yes, I understand. I don't have a dock drop. Oh, <laughs> you need a dock drop? Dock drop. All, All right, right, we'll get a dock drop. Russ, oh, is it my out. turn? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's really weird revisiting a film, especially when I only had one. And to clarify, I feel like I, I might be misrepresenting myself on the show. Like, I don't watch movies anymore. Like, I fucking hate horror movies or something. It's not true. That is true. Yeah, right. And uh, the only thing is we we are doing enough thing this year and I've just been watching a ton of found footage movies and uh, I'm not (laughs) exactly sure what I can talk about yet. So, you know, I'll spend three days watching movies, but nothing I can really talk about. Um, Anyway, I did do uh, I tricked Clark into hanging out one night 
and uh, I did I did my little uh, bait and switch where I'll be playing a video game or something like I take a long time to commit to a movie. I got to be fully focused and ready. So a lot of the time I do unnecessary shit for like an extra 15 minutes. Randy and Clark both know this, but I figured out the way to keep Clark in the room. is to sit down. I'm opening Amazon Prime and then I can I hear him shuffling over there. He's looking at his phone. So I go, oh, yeah, it's almost your bedtime, huh? And he'll be like, fuck you, bitch. It's only seven o'clock. I'll be like, I know. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. I just, you like to go to bed early. And then he'll say, I've been staying up till 11. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I'm wrong. I have been staying up till 11. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to remove. I'm not going to remove it. Who am I kidding? Anyway, I go, oh, cool. Then we can watch a movie. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Like all of a sudden he's pumped. And uh, what I had two films that I wanted to watch that both looked like they could be um, not quite cool enough to be a 24 horror, but they were like a thinking man's horror movie. I'm saying that in a condescending way. One of them, Clark was like, I've already seen it. The other one, I I threw it on. Uh, It's the movie we're going to talk about now. It's um, Spell from 2018, uh, directed by Brendan Walter. And... uh, I pull it up. We've got kind of an Eric Wareheim looking dude. Um, it looks kind of like a psychological thriller, but clearly like a horror film. And the first thing Clark said was, oh, yeah, I think Randy watched this. And instantly my enthusiasm plummeted. I went, oh, fuck, man. Did he talk about this like a month ago? And now it's a Randy retread. Randy, he doesn't mean <laughs> this in a negative. No, I no, think I he don't. Just no, I know that uh, you... You're the Christopher Columbus, and you discovered America before we got there. <laughs> yeah, Randy's running around with a shotgun, and every now and then one of the bullets will hit a gem. And it's like, well, fuck, now I can't look at that gem because the other the scatter shot, it hit a bunch of other shit that I'm interested in. Also, Randy, I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, but I, I say it very frequently over here. It's Randy retread, and that's what I call uh, when we watch a movie that you've reviewed the week prior. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's just, it's from love, I promise. And um, so we jump into this movie. Uh, IMDb synopsis says, after the death of his fiance, an American illustrator runs out of medication while wandering the isolated Icelandic countryside. Unsure if his compulsions are related to his disorder or if he's being forced to unlock ancient secrets. Basically, we have a cartoonist wandering around Iceland all uh, spring. Uh, after a uh, relationship fallout and um, he gets caught up in kind of being maybe second generation wizard and uh, finds uh, Nordic runes are calling him second generation. wizard. I I know I made it feel very whimsical. It's really not. This movie's pretty bleak and uh, isolated. It sounds like a dungeon synth band (laughs) you'd be into. No, it's not good enough. Um, it's it, I thought it was really cool. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's a subgenre that I'm starting to uh, create tropes for right now. I'm working on a title. I, I think my working title for it is uh, hipster horror. I can't really <laughs> reference too many other films. The one that comes to mind is uh, Michael Sarah's Magic Magic, which uh, I was a big fan of like four years ago. I don't know how it holds up, but um uh, on Sunday, when I mentioned this film, neither Randy or Clark had seen it. What about Magic Magic Mike? Oh, that's tight. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, magic, magic. I, I'm still kind of shocked you two haven't seen it. Oh, we got Juno Temple in this? Um, From the uh, Apple TV series Ted Lasso. There you go. Do you notice anybody else in there? Emily Browning. I know her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we should totally watch that movie. I remember liking it a lot. And um, yeah, hipster horror. It's kind of like you're dealing with like a beta male lead who... Uh, is kind of navigating relationships, but it's like a dark drama. I thought, okay, I know this movie. Wait, didn't he do a movie, something about a cactus too? Yeah. I've seen I, that one. I forget what it's called though. I thought that movie was this movie. A cactus? Crystal Fairy and El Cactus Magico. Is that it? Something like that, yeah. And the Magical Cactus. Yeah, Crystal Fairy and the Magical Cactus. What's that about? Click it. Okay. Ticket. Click it or ticket. Oh, that looks pretty yeah, tight. Yeah, this is Sarah. Okay. That's okay. So it's the same director, and it's also Michael Sarah as well. Um, it also has uh, one of the girls from Girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you like it? I didn't see it. What? I thought you. S- no, but I thought that movie was this movie because I remember Michael Sarah was in oh. a, a film called Crystal Fairy and the Magic Cactus. Crystal Fairy. And you El said Cactus Magic Magic. Magic Magic. So, okay. Yeah, Magic Magic looks better than this one. So are there are those two related? I have no idea. I've only seen Magic Magic. Interesting. And I only watched Magic Magic to make fun of a... I, you know, normally when you get this like... This is a spite watch? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I was ready to... How'd rip. that work out for you? Uh, it failed. It did, was actually good. Did you rent it or did you stream it? Uh, I think it was... Um, back in the wild days of Netflix. Okay. Where they kind of had a lot of indie shit and you, you, you didn't have to dig as bad as you do now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was there, and um, yeah, it was it was kind of like Megan is missing, where it's like, oh, we're gonna have a fun time watching this movie, and then everybody's quiet, and you know, Megan is missing is traumatizing. Um, Magic Magic was just good, and to, to bring it back to the movie I was actually talking about, Spell is similar, except there's a lot of comedy in that movie that I I think works really well, and um, yeah, I and. So after you texted Randy, I think you, no, no, I posted on Instagram that I'd watched it That's it. and Randy texted me and I went, Oh, here we go. Yep. He did watch it. And instantly <laughs> again, I felt terrible. And, uh, do you want to say what you actually said, Randy? Yeah, sure. Uh, so basically I know of the main actor, um, back in my, uh, my God fearing days, <laughs> he, uh, I was going to this youth group and this church, uh, this Christian church, uh, where I grew up near Dublin, California. And I would go there like every week for several years. And I remember he, uh, started working there. Um, and then I don't know, it may have been like a year, maybe been like two years. Um, later he kind of, uh, didn't really just like disappear, but it was just like, oh yeah, he, he left, like he's going to go like move to LA or whatever. Then I started seeing him in commercials and stuff. And one of my buddies uh, isn't super close with him, but he like knows him better than I did because he also worked at said church. <laughs> um, and so he texted me maybe a couple months ago and he's like, hey, have you seen Barrick's movie yet? Uh, and he like sent me the link to it or whatever. And I was like, no, I haven't seen it. And uh, I didn't really know anything about what it was about. But uh, yeah, I ended up watching it. And it was it was pretty good. So what he was a minister of sorts. Uh Sort of. I don't know. He was like, there was like a main like pastor guy and he was kind of like the sidekick. 
sort of, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I don't know. It was very much like a, uh, it was very much like a, a cool church type so of thing, you know? See it, Pastor Randy? Is that yeah, something like that. It was like a cool church that like had good music and like everyone that like went there was in bands and I ended up playing music with a bunch of the people. So yeah, that's a very uh, contemporary um, situation. Uh, sounds like a cult. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Barrick, he's not only the actor who uh, me and Clark have grown to start calling the real man penis. <laughs> he's <laughs> also true. the writer of the movie. And uh, yeah, it's funny that during the film, the only comment I think Clark made out loud was, well, they really put this guy through it, referring to uh, Barrick, the actor who, who wrote the fucking script. And I think that says something. I was very relieved when I found out that he wrote it. I was like, okay, good. Yeah, like it's not a brown bunny situation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, the, the, the director... Oh, God. So when the movie's over, the outro or the credits music is Weezer. And I was like, what the fuck? How'd they get a Weezer song in here? And uh, we were looking for the director's short called Pumpkin. Randy, did you watch Pumpkin? No. Okay. Randy, watch Pumpkin. If you go on Vimeo, you can find it. Uh, we actually had kind of a hard time finding it. and I, there's a lot of pumpkin. Yeah, there's a lot of pumpkin. <laughs> and we, I actually gave up, and we were just digging we through just, it. And I was like, wait, I think that's it. Yeah, and I can't even remember what we searched for, but it wasn't pumpkin. It was pumpkin, but we were watching a bunch of weird pumpkin shit. Yeah, I think I backed out of it, and I put in like the director's name or something. And it was way okay. deep yeah, down Yeah, it was there. deep. Yeah. But um, yeah, so then we pull up pumpkin, and... Uh, uh, Barrick's in that too, and it's a it's a good short. Do you want to read the synopsis? I know that was your favorite part, yes. Clark. There you go. All right, this is this is going to sound like this is multiple sentences that were spliced together, <laughs> but this is the actual synopsis of the film. An obsessed member of a Mel Gibson support group travels back in time into the body of a nine year old girl setting forth a series of events which ultimately lead to his worst nightmare. It was a good short. It's fun. I highly recommend it's it's on Vimeo. You know what? I'll I'll just plug it into the show notes. Um but while we we found we found that and then we kept going and we found the fucking Weezer video and it was like, "Oh shit, here's what California Snow." California so then Snow. I opened it up because I, I didn't tell them who had sang it yet. I'm like, "Oh, check it out." And I wanted to be like, "Cool guy, Weezer band." Except it opened with with uh, Barrick in like a therapist chair with one of the workaholic guys, yeah. and I was like, "What the fuck kind of weird connection?" We know. talking Adam Blake or Durs? Adam, yeah, it was Adam, uh, star from uh, that slasher movie that I actually liked, Final Girl. Oh yeah, not Durs because that mustache makes him look. <laughs> He's a pedophile. With that, <laughs> dude, how is Paint the Trump doing? Is he dead? Did he kill himself? He may be dead. He might be dead. He was a talented painter. I don't know if he's got a video called Patriots Don't Die. So, uh, And then, you know, you post Maybe a video not. like that, and the next thing you do he is... He also had another video <laughs> called Vietnamese for Trump. <laughs> Maybe you should check that out. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Um, I had fun this evening. Spell is great. <laughs> and uh, while you were talking, I think I figured out the connection. It's a fucking cult Randy was in. Randy, are you friends with Weezer? Uh, absolutely not. You definitely have a tattoo you won't show us, which ties into Spell. Wait, you got a Weezer tattoo, dude? No, I was never a big Weezer fan. I am a Weezer because I do have asthma, but <laughs> that's about it. Clark, you a Weezer fan? I mean, who 
doesn't like a couple of the tunes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, uh, now I will tell you. Uh oh. That, as you know, I am a big Spike Jones fan. Okay. And I've got the. Um, I don't know. I I can never remember the name of the co- production company that put like um, the collection of like short films and music videos from different directors. Spike Jones had one. Uh, Michelle Gondry had one. Oh, I can't remember either. Randy, do you know what I'm talking about? Sort of, but I also can't pull it. Yeah, it was like a compilation of all these directors, and um, I know Spike Jones and Michelle Gondry had one, um, and there were other ones. Um, but it was it was great. Yeah, director series. Maybe that's it. Volume one, the work of director Spike yeah, Jones. Yeah, check click that. It's on Amazon. It's a great. It's a great. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Spike Jones, Michelle Gondry. What what other ones? These are great. I don't know. Um, and th- these have got some great short films from Spike Jones. But um, what was I talking? About? Chris Cunningham. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. I don't know. Went from Weezer to Spike Jones. Yeah, so Spike Jones, <laughs> Spike Jones directed a couple of uh, pornos, the, the big Weezer videos. Uh, okay, Buddy Holly yeah. and uh, Sweater Song. You know, uh, I started playing guitar because of Weezer. Really? Yeah, that in the garage shit. It was, nice. I, it was the first song I learned. That's oh. how. That's you know. On what kind of guitar? Oh, I had a Kramer. I had oh. a fifty dollar Kramer. <laughs> I tried to do a Kramer. Yeah, you did a Kramer impression. <laughs> no, no, like, that guitar is canceled now. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, I played one wrong note, and then you have to forget. He's about a it. Fender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kramer. They also made the Frankenstein that uh, Eddie V. R.I.P. Uh, used to rock. I had a Kramer, and then I went to a, uh, you know, I went to a Squire. Stratocaster. Oh, you went to a squire? Yeah. You, you're you're usually, making it down. You usually start at a squire, I know. maybe. Dude, I started a $50 fucking Kramer oh. out of an ad in a magazine. That's how long ago. Kramer's below a squire? Uh, no, actually, you know, um, I love that guitar. That sounds like some sort of medieval <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, no. I, I love that damn guitar. And honest, God damn it. Now you're making me think about that guitar. It's gone now, of yeah. course. Somebody took it. I had a squire. All my shit, man. I just let people. I'm, I trust everybody. I love everybody. If you hear this podcast, I always weird out our guests because I'm like, hey, man, I love you. You know what? Stay in contact. You know what? Here's my number. Let's text tonight. And then, you know, we never hear back from him. And I did that. Uh, this one guy was trying to show me fucking, um, oh, God, Stormtroopers of Death. He wanted to start a band. And I was over there learning songs with him. And I left it over there. And it was one of those things where I just never hung out with the dude again. Yeah. And that, now my Kramer's in fucking Texas or something. My I, Kramer's in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> My fedora's in Mississippi and your Kramer's Dude, in Texas. $50 guitar. It was fucking heavy. Like literally heavy. Like there was weight to it. It was probably asbestos in it. No, it, it, it was a good sign. It was actually made in America. I think uh, Kramer got outsourced to Japan like Ibanez later on. I used to play guitar. Well, yeah. We <laughs> that all the thing saw I that episode. Right. <laughs> and they were all in the giant uh, cabinets. And... uh in the drawers. Yeah, now it's gone. You got me all... No, but the reviews were all great. They're like, fuck, for a $50 guitar, this thing is great. They were talking about what the humbuckers. I think it was black. That was boring. Blue. I know. Hell yeah. I had a blue squire. You always start black, and then you realize how lame it is, <laughs> and then you're like, give me any a color. Give me a color. Randy, what was your first guitar? Uh, I actually don't know the brand of it. It was some just like offshoot brand but it was actually my sister got a guitar because she thought she wanted to learn how to play it and then she gave up and then i 
I stole it from her. Dude, that's how I ended up with three acoustic guitars. Really? If so many people were like, I want to play one of them here. Okay. This, I'll, the, the tangent will end after this. Somebody gave me a Marlboro guitar because their dad smoked so many fucking cigarettes <laughs> that they got an acoustic guitar. I'll tell you, that thing sounded beautiful. Really? But I was too cool to play acoustic. I hated it. Also, if you're not a great guitar player, you can't hide it on an acoustic. No, and also yeah. I can't play acoustic because my hands don't callous. <laughs> you got little ham hands. I got well. little ham hands. Yeah, you'd be bleeding all over those. I know. You'd need a nylon string guitar. Yeah. I could see you finger picking. It'd be the <sighs> lamest shit anybody had ever witnessed. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like finger picking. Yeah, you look like it. Anyway, um, spells really good. Randy gives it a thumbs up. What did you think, Clark? I, I like spell uh, very much. Uh, four of five. <laughs> Nothing. You, you don't want to add anything. Um, you know, he showed his dick. Uh, <laughs> good job on that. No. And you know, here's the thing. I, I, I will say I, I, the third act of this film, it, it this movie, you kept thinking it was going to go in one direction and it did not. Uh, because Harry Styles had nothing to do with the production. <laughs> no, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, the third act is, is great. Um, it's both haunting uh, and beautiful, and um, I, I think there's a lot to un- unravel with this, and I still think about this movie a few days after. I, I very much enjoyed this book. Yeah, m- um, mental health and spells blurring. Yeah, and as you said, and I, I don't think you mentioned it now, but um, two days the, ago, <laughs> the, the relationship aspect of this, and that, oh, and yeah. that it sort of shows the ugly side of this relationship that... Um, it's I, not a familiar one. Right. Yeah, because it, because this is all about a love lost, and a lot of times when we're going through these journeys of a, a love that has been lost, we only cover the good times. And I think this movie does a good job of showing the real times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the struggles that were were a part of this relationship. Well, well and it, just in case you need a little bit more to watch it, um, the turbulence comes from a uh, rare perspective of an alcoholic which is a female. And I don't even know if I've seen another movie like that. Like you kind of get the wino trappings in like the seventies, maybe like, Oh, it's a difficult broad drinking her wine. This one is very different. It's like, you've had too many margaritas and dude, it was so good. I don't know. It was refreshing. Um, also, Oh God, I'm doing it again. Fucking Iceland. Yes. Is it Iceland is green, Greenland is ice. Yeah, I remember because Leif Erikson was exiled and he went over to Greenland and said, hey, it's Greenland. It's better over here. And then people defected and they went over there and they went, dude, it blows here. And he went, yeah, but I'm your king now. <laughs> Happy Leif Erikson Day. No, Roker. What the hell is the American name of the film? Roker? Rift. 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 Yeah, Erlinger, our homie. Um, I can't remember what episode he was on. The fucking scenery looks exactly the same, like barren ice. Like I could, I could, I could fuck with uh, Iceland. Oh yeah, because beautiful. Because they drive on the right side of the road. They do. You know that the, it the steering <laughs> the steering wheels on the left. You stay in the right. I'm good. Yeah. Norway, fuck that. No way, Norway. <laughs> no way, Norway. <laughs> London. Take a hike. <laughs> Cheerio. London, 17 I bridges I falling down. I can't deal with it. I cannot drive in a foreign country. 55. On the other side. I would get in a wreck so quickly. 
so quickly I would be no, dead. No, have some faith. You'd be fine. No, definitely You'd be not. doing some F1 shit. Everybody would think you're cool. And Do you're like, not mention Formula One right now. You know that I'm on edge because you keep <laughs> making fun of a man who almost I'm died. I'm not making fun of him. He almost died, Russell. Had it not been for the Halo, which they instituted in 2018, and all the drivers were against the Halo, the Halo saved his goddamn life. It's just a little hat. It's not a hat. It's a <laughs> ring that goes around the front of the car. It's a basketball hoop that floats. Roman Grosjean is fine. He has some burns on his hands, but he's okay. It's a horrible, horrible crash. Yeah, let me set it up. I got up on Sunday before recording, and Clark had his door cracked open. And that always means like, hey, poke in here. I, I want to talk, but I'm not going to be aggressive about it. So I'm like, <laughs> hey, what's up? And I push it open. I'm like, what, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know, man. I'm going through a hard time right now. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's rough. And you're like, F1 driver. <laughs> he almost died. I went, oh, fuck off. And you got so mad at me. Yes. He walked away from an explosion. So what if his car ripped in half? It. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> Look, watch the footage, man. Is there footage? Yes. All right. It's a horrible thing that happened. All right, I'm going to look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. All right. We'll watch it. There, well, no, you know what we can do? We can tweet a poll. Horrible, funny. Is not funny. <laughs> funny or die, dude. Is horrible. Horribly funny. Okay. Uh, enjoy our lovely talk. I think this is the third time. Third time. Vito Trigo. Vito tr Vito Trio. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Uh, Vito, as you were listening to this right now, um, he, his wife, and his bouncing baby boy are moving across the country uh, to New Jersey. So they are on the road right now, so we wish them uh, luck and safety uh, as they go to the inverse <laughs> of Manifest Destiny. Joey Diaz's Diaz house and uh, Madeline's grave. Diaz is in South Jersey, which is oh, weird. R.I.P. That's country town. That's, country that's town. Springsteen town, baby. Also, right now, Vito is disappointed as he learns we've, uh, well, I ruined the bet. I, you know, I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. Will that count? No. Vito, let me know. No, because I'm thinking about welching myself. Also, Vito, this is a trap. If you don't let me know, then I know you don't listen to the show. So, Vito, you don't listen to the show. I do. Live your life. <laughs> Nobody else does. All right. Enjoy, Vito, and we'll see you next week. Oh, you didn't mention the 222 thing again. The poop. The, there's the, a lot of poop talk. The poop. <laughs> so two 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 is poo poo poo. Goodbye. Uh, it's the first sip of coffee. You, got, you might see. You might hear some weird ass shit right now. That's all I gotta say. All right. Good. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I got a baby. You know, we got anti-maskers. We got Trump crazies. I'm mean, just saying, the whole world's upside down. I, you know, what can I say? We got all of us got a lot going on. You got a lot going on. I mean, you're moving tomorrow. You know, yeah. it's it's a lot, man. <laughs> so so where where are you guys going? Where 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 are we setting up the new base? Um Jersey Jersey City. Jersey doing, City. Yeah, we're going to the East Coast to be closer to family. Gotcha. Because we got a lot of we got a lot of family on the East Coast. Okay. Know? So it, it's just in these times of craziness it seems a little bit better to be closer to family. You know. For sure. And, That's what my family tells me anyway. <laughs> It's a lot better because, you know, sometimes, you know, in these, you know, crazy times, you can depend on family a lot more, a little bit, you know, and friend, and we have a lot of friends over there, too, so it's not the same, you know, but, you know. Yeah, and from what I hear, uh, New Jersey doesn't have a fire season, so so that's good. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't gotta be smelling that smoke. A little bit of ash and smoke know, in the man. morning. It's wild. Feel, feel like Robert Duvall and freaking, you know, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> yeah. going like I love the smell of ash in the morning. God. Smells like victory, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was a rough. But but Russ, I mean, you you've grown up out here, so like, has it? It hasn't always been this bad, right? I have I have no memory of constant burning. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, well, dude. Well, I mean, things change. Weather changes. Climate changes. I mean, it's all the world changes. It grows. So, Vito, was it always Jersey, or like, did you and your wife sit down and like pull out a map of America, or maybe even a full globe and just close your eyes and point at any point. Cause I know you started talking to me about it when I started, uh, throwing out the Montana idea. I mean, hell we talk about it all the time. I know. I mean, Vancouver for a while, like a little while before was on the, uh, was on the docket, you know? And I was like, totally leave America. I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? what changed your mind? Oh, just to be close to family. I mean, the baby, you know, when the baby came in, you know, that changed a whole lot of, like, wanting the baby Barrick to get to know his cousins and, you know, be close to family as well. I mean, the baby, whole mindset of things changes, you know, so much when the baby comes in the picture, so. And it was, it was just one of those things, like, if there was no baby, we probably, probably would have gone to Vancouver. Because of the baby, we want to be close to the family, so. We picked oh. Jersey. Also, Vito, congratulations on a beautiful boy. I oh, I you. love all the photos you put up yeah, there man. of him. He's uh he's gorgeous, dude. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. How's the change thank been? You. I haven't seen a lot of videos of you working out in uh, parking garages since the boy came along. <laughs> well, no, that's because I'm working out when the boy's sleeping. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So, so you know, it's it's more like just burpees and like lifting the sandbag. I'm like, my chest is huge and my legs are freaking huge. And I'm like, you know, but now the baby's getting into more like a groove where he can be awake while I'm doing stuff. So it's like, yeah, might see it, might get back into the old groove. Oh, plus, uh, did I ever tell you I had that work injury at my day job? What? Where a ladder no. fell on my neck. Wait, what? <laughs> What's your day job? Backyard that? wrestling? No, no, no. It was, I work inventory at, at a Petco. Oh, that was my and, next guess. Uh, <laughs> and somebody didn't put a ladder up on the wall correctly, and I put something up against the wall. And it was one of those things where it was like that movie moment, where, like you know, when you're walking away from the object and you start flashing images in your head, and you're like, "Wait a second, that's not right." I turn around, the ladder is coming down, got me right in the back of the neck. Oh god! It was one of those big hunky ladders that are like used to like you know like push it on the ceiling. Sure. In the middle of middle of a store, and I remember just like, I just got. It was one of those, like, I had to, it was a moment of chicken gigo. <laughs> oh, oh no. I was like, I'm not knocked out, but I did just get hit in the back of the head area with this very heavy object. And it was like a debate with myself where I was like, right, let's put the male shit on pause and let's go, <laughs> let's, go, let's, go, let's, go let's go to the hospital. I mean, I'm at work, work will pay for the visit. It's not like I'm paying out the pocket or anything, so and i remember going and the doctor like grabbed my neck and like felt it around i was like oh here's some ibuprofen uh i see it would be fine and i was like uh, you sure i feel really funky monkey you know <laughs> i feel a little i feel a little because after the initial like the initial like hit adrenaline goes down i'm like okay 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 all right there's, there's something there so but so were, were you concussed I wasn't concussed. 
it wasn't because it was just it was just like me like it was seriously like uh, like after the hit happened it was a whole lot of analyzation mm-hmm. I, I, I was on full i was full hamlet mode where i was like should i or should i not go to the hospital <laughs> should i just go about my day and just keep lifting heavy things and putting them in other places i was like i don't know you know damn well that's a real sign that you've grown up because i but, still battle with that and uh i don't do you think it was to having the kid where you're like, man, now I'm living for other people. I can't be fucking around anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, uh, if there's anything funky monkey, well, the funny thing is I go to the doctor, and like I said, he just sent me home with ibuprofen. But then, like, no there good was stuff. Nagging, but there was, but there was like a nagging pain. Yeah. You know, and it was like the, when the baby was, you know, still, still, still in the mom, still in my wife's belly and everything, you know? So it was just one of those things, like, I kept putting it off after that. Like, I did the initial, like, for me, going to the hospital. <laughs> but then after that, because I was listening to the doctor, and the doctor kind of made me feel like a wuss. Oh, man. Which also kind of like, you know, because he was like, do you really want an x-ray? Do you really want to side? Because I, I was like, are you sure, dude? Because I'm feeling some funniness here. And the guy made me feel like a wuss. And it made me go like, oh, it's it's all in my head. But then after that, I started, like, feeling more and more. And it was one of those things where, like, you know, I should go to the doctor. I should go to the doctor. And the baby was born. And then I was like, okay. Take a baby. And then I go back to work. And I'm like, eh, maybe I should go. I should go. I start going back to the doctor. Doctor's checking me out. Doctor's doing this. Sets up for like a whole thing. And then Corona hits. You know? And I don't go to the doctor. I don't go to the doctor. I was like, you know, because it's, so it's been like a year since the initial incident. Well, and it, I'm like, at least you own Petco to, now. Uh, dude, you beat me to it. <laughs> well, I, 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 go to, I go to the chiropractor. Like last 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 week, and this guy fixes me up. But he said there's 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 like so I, I'm I'm gonna be an advocate right now for getting for going to a chiropractor. Here we go. <laughs> it, no, it's very good. Breaking very news. Good. Very good. Go if you're feeling funky monkey, like if you're just like oh there's no reason why I'm feeling funky monkey, go to a chiropractor. Maybe they'll make you feel better about life. So so what so what was what was the chiropractor experience like? He just like crack your back and tell you some jokes. What's going on with the chiropractor these days? No, the man abused me. I went in there and the man abused me, and it was a, it was a definite thank you, sir. May I have another situation? Because it was like it was like instant relief, instant this. But he said there's going to be. Uh, initial reaction your body's going to have after because your body's been holding on to this tension and it's been manipulating your bones for like over a year that you're not going to feel good tomorrow and he was right because my i was holding the baby and i held in a sneeze and my neck seized up oh i couldn't move my neck i'm holding the baby because i didn't want to wake him up and i held the sneeze and holding the sneeze seized my neck and i was like oh my god and I went in and this lady, it wasn't the same guy, and this lady was having a hard time with my neck and she hated me. I felt like she hated my guts because she was like, I, she, I think she, she felt bad because she couldn't help uh, help me. So in my head, I'm like, yo, this lady hates me. But it's because at the end of it, it's like, this is the best I can do for you. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> oh. And then I go in, the guy, the guy does it. He's like, it's, it's, just, it's just a buildup of inflammation because of all the of moving everything around. It's, it, it's what happens, you know? And I was like, Okie dokie, Doc. <laughs> I get you. Vito, this is not what I was expecting when I was talk- when we were uh, planning to talk to you. I, I wanted a strong, um, on top of the world, Vito, holding a baby in one hand, stepping on, uh, doing pirouettes on his feet, 
And I wanted to come out here and talk about the mace because you're my only, he's my only online homie that will send me workouts with that mace. Have you, have you been swinging that thing at all? I swing that thing all the time. We think I broke down in bed with you last night. We talked oh, about that. Is, is that thing chiropractor Wait, approved? Hold on. You broke a bed with that damn Wait, mace? what? Well, yeah, because we, 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 we're not taking the bed with this and, the, and it's a fucking Ikea bed and Ikea beds are fucking terrible to get out of apartments. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to tear this fucking thing apart. And I used my steel mace to break that shit apart. Did you record it? That is a lovely thing about steel mace, bro. They are functional. You can get a workout and you can break some shit or beat somebody's ass if someone should come into your home. Did you they, they did you record this? Huh? Did you record it? No. Oh, it's a waste. <laughs> what a waste. Mate. I mean, you can see if it's like, oh, man with mace breaks bed. I'm like, come on. There's some asshole in the fucking woods right now who's breaking wood to like light a fire, okay? It's not the same equivalent. Could have got <laughs> some like, views. That man is doing something good. This man is using what he has around him to make things a little bit easier, but hey. Vito, I'm your audience for that. Fuck them guy in the <laughs> woods. I, I want to see the dude in his bedroom destroying a bed. I want to see him taking it to Ikea. Wait, but, yeah, and no, because uh, the steel mace is good for that because it's a functional thing. It's not rigid. It's not, you're, you're like kind of like working muscles that you're going to be dealing with in your everyday life. So, yeah, steel mace is a recommended tool by chiropractors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I got I got turned on to it by uh, one of our buddies, Chad Lott. He, he does a podcast, Scary Thoughts. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. I've been ushered into this new gateway. And then, uh, and then he was kind of like, yeah, I get high and I use it every now and then I I don't really fuck with it. And then you came out and you DM me, you're like, bitch, I've been posting about using this mace for over a year now. And, uh, dude, you've been sending me some workouts that I don't know how people do them. Well, cause that, 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 that's where like, like on paper, cause I remember bringing the steel mace to my day job. I brought the seven pound one. I have a seven pound one, a 10 pound one and a 20 pound one. Okay. And the seven pound one is just so I can bring it around and like use it for mobility stuff. Like, you know, on, on the date, if, I, if I'm going somewhere and I'm on like, the downtime. So, but I'm doing stuff and someone grabs it. And they're like, oh shit. And like th this guy, like on paper, he's got like, he used to be a boxer. So he's got like, you know, he used to be a boxer. So he's got like that, still that frame of a, of a boxer to him. He can't coordinate it. There's so much coordination and controlling your body when you're using a steel mace that it defies people that that don't have that. It works so many different things. You have to think more. Like it, the the average weightlifting is kind of you know if you're not doing something like like a deadlift or a squat or an overhead press, the simple task of like doing a bicep curl or a shoulder press, it's it, it, it it's kind of dumb. Ooh, I don't know. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you there. As somebody no, 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 who's no, no, been no, no. who's okay, been, no, so uh, it doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot to do that. No, but I think you're touching on something. To do some coordinated moves because with steel well, mace, it's a little what, different. Dude, Vito. Now I I've seen your technique and you've got good form. And uh, if you've ever gone to like a public gym, and uh, you're kind of serious about it, like you're into the philosophy or just like the physique and like proper form, then you've yeah. definitely been in a couple altercations with motherfuckers who think you can just curl a weight. And yeah. dude, motherfuckers, men do not like anything less than being told they're lifting wrong. And oh my God, that's probably why you got hit with the ladder. 
I got hit with the ladder because someone didn't put the ladder up. Right. Nobody <laughs> hits me with the ladder, sir. I don't know what you're getting at. Was, was someone was, held right. responsible for this ladder situation, by the way? You're bringing a mace huh? to work. They had to get a weapon. No, but no, I, no, actually, the guys that I was working with were very open-minded, cool guys. Oh. You know, they, they would just kind of like, they would, they would be like, oh, I even gave the seven steel pound mace to my other coworker because he really liked it. Was he the so one I who gave... fucked up the ladder? <laughs> No, 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 that was at a whole different location. I didn't even bring the steel mace there. Okay. Oh, okay. Because they're a bunch of dandy boys. They didn't, they didn't like that. You, I mentioned working. They're like, oh no. Like, <laughs> I was like, come on, man, really? Come on. Yeah, Vito. When when I ordered one, I uh, I ordered one from Wolf Brigade, and it was all in kilograms, and they had like I think like four different sizes, and I remember, I was like, I think I'm gonna get the second heaviest or like the third, and uh. Every video I watch, people are just like, "Go light! You don't know what you're doing." But when you're do when you're dealing with traditional weightlifting, I like to go in there and struggle really hard and then grow into it. Sounds like I'll yeah. do that here. I don't I don't do CrossFit, and that shit like, th like the shit Vito does swinging that thing around, mm -hmm. you can't do it with like a 16 kilogram weight. No. Like a, the torque on there is so brutal, and uh, he I, I, this is very weird that we're getting into like lifting. I can see Clark going to sleep over here. No, it's I, great. Dude, Vito, we should start a uh, YouTube series. We'll get Clark in the gym. We'll work out with him. The mobile, man. There I am just screaming from a monitor going like, Damn it, man, come on. Get off the left. Oh, it's been too long, man. You played football. Yeah, but it, that was uh, over 15 years ago. <laughs> Vito, but, were you... But Russell, you but Russell, wait, you get what I'm talking about, like, we're... Uh, though it's a lightweight, it, it it demands much more cognitive thinking because you're doing so much movement at the same time to control it. Was like lifting a dumbbell. It's very like oh, one point A, point B, point A, point B. Yeah, there's, there's still form to it, but there's there's a lot more that a steel mace demands of like all the moving parts. Yeah, of I, your mind and body. The argument I made poorly was, you know, to properly weightlift, you have to be very aware and cognitive of what you're doing and how you're standing when when even doing a, a bicep curl. The problem with the mace is you have to be cognitive from everything, you know, from your feet to your head. Because exactly. my God, if you if you stop paying attention or if you're like trying to watch TV during that, I I fantasized about like I don't know, doing it too fatigued or spacing out and just blowing out my knee. Because some or of those bashing your brain in depending on what exercise you're doing. Oh, for sure. And I, I went too heavy. I can't swing that thing around my head. I mostly do uh like you know, variations of squats and uh I try to do a lot of like forearm stuff with it. But like dude, there's like a pendulum swing type thing. Well, plus you work out in the garage, so do you have the clearance to do all that shit? Yeah, that's another thing you gotta be aware of. Yeah. We have a low-hanging light that I gotta be aware of or the garage door opener. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, because uh, in our parking garage, we have a, we have two parking spots, so. Oh, fancy pants our... over here. <laughs> so, we have a, uh, so it's like my wife's car there, and I'm, I'm just gonna have that little spot, and then sometimes I venture out of that spot, but, you know. I try to be respectful. <laughs> well, shit. Did you watch the boxing match last night? I know we're going on a weird tangent here, but I'm curious if you're into like Tyson. I I'm majorly into Tyson. I'm I was like at first I was like, no, Tyson, don't do it, Tyson. No, <laughs> baby, don't don't do it, baby, don't do it. Stay inside. Stay inside. <laughs> the corona and you're old. Don't don't do it, baby. And then I saw the video and I was like, shit. 
I'm interested. I'm very, I'm very fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm so interested. And then I saw the fight, and I was like, "Fuck you, Roy Jones." Oh yeah, I know. Uh, he hugged him so much. It was very clear that every time that Tyson tagged his ass, he was like, "No, no, 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 no! I'm so sorry. I did this. This is a bad idea. You haven't fit. You haven't fought in 15 years. Don't touch me again, Mister Tyson." <laughs> Well, it was strange because they lowered the round times a minute, so that sort of changed the whole strategy for him. I was like, fucking, I was like, at that time, and like, because Tyson was talking about, like, a, I ran for 50, first it was 20, 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes, and then, and then it was two hours every day. I was like, fucking, you ran for two hours every freaking day? Good yeah. lord. You yeah. old son of a bitch. God. Russ, did you watch any of the yeah, fight? I Russ? watched the whole fight. Oh, did you? Yeah, I. Um, I haven't. I haven't looked at it. Not a big Roy Jones fan. Yeah, but like, I don't know shit about boxing, and uh, I, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about his technique, and dude, I heard Jones was talking about like, you know, the two minute rounds is gonna fuck me because I want to gas Tyson. Uh, it was clearly the the opposite of that, and dude, Jones just had nothing. He he had an empty tank, and he didn't throw one punch. It looked like it hurt. Really? Yeah. Well, he he underestimated Tyson because it's been 15 years for Tyson. It's been a few years for Roy Jones. Dude. So I'm v- pretty sure he thought he could go in there and school. Yeah, for sure. And I, it's clear that Tyson was training for it harder. Oh, did y'all hear uh, Joe Rogan talk about this? No. Oh, I, a little. He so, talks about it so, so often. Well, he, talked about, <laughs> he talked about it recently. I, I forgot who he was talking to that... Um, you know, he's had Tyson on twice, and mm-hmm. like he had him on a little over a year ago, and had him on fairly recently. Yeah, and he said this. He said um, there were two different Mike Tysons. He said the first time he came out, he was nice and calm, and like he came to his house and like they smoked weed together and they chilled. He said the second time he had lost. He there was like a hundred pound trans transformation. It, I think he was talking to Willie D. Right? It was the ghetto boy. Yeah, thing. yeah. I, and he's like, yeah. it was a completely different person. He said he was in fight mode. And he said it was terrifying. Just the focus that he had. Man, could you imagine throwing a party and throwing on that fight? I just, I could, I was watching it with Oksana, and I think she's only watched one boxing match ever in her life. Did y'all watch it live? No. I tried, so. It's on YouTube right now if you want to watch it. I was trying to find an illegal stream of it, but then I gave up. Because I was also interested in the um, Jake Paul fight. Same night? With Nate Robinson, yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Vito, are you a Paul fan? I'm not a Paul fan. Both Pauls are fucking devious, fucking retrobate. He, kno- <laughs> he knocked out. He that's knocked out Nate Robinson, man. Dude, I uh, I'm with Vito. That, 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 that's what pisses me off. I'm pissed off that he succeeded because I'm like, damn it, man. You you actually did something. You, I mean, we did, he did he, he did better than his brother, but I'm pretty sure he has more time to focus on boxing than his brother does because his brother's you know off there being a dickhead much more than he is. <laughs> well, now they want to fight fucking uh, Mayweather. Whatever. Mayweather will knock that boy out in the freaking first round. You want to know why? Because the same. Because he's one of the best boxers of all time. Conor, he, got, he got pissed, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna freaking take care." Because he gassed out, and when and when the minute that Conor gassed out, that's when Floyd went in. <laughs> I don't know. He will freaking take it to that boy, and th- like freaking, if he can put a dent in Big Show's face, he can knock <laughs> out that freaking Deborah Paul, Iron Paul, Logan Paul, motherfucker, Iron Paul. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I think Mayweather is just a. Uh, he's the world's best heel. I think he knows what he's doing, and he he knows how to make money. He's a counterpuncher. I also think he's the fucking best boxer out there. So, 
he'll he'll win. It won't be a great watch. Like if you're out there hoping that Tyson's gonna knock out somebody, it's not the same thing. Well, Mayweather's a magician of you know mechanics, <laughs> so he's not the most interesting to watch all the time mm. because well, of his well, style. But that that's when that's when you get from the like um the 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 more flashy aspects of boxing, and then you get to the sweet science of boxing. Yeah, and then you know it, it's like watching the Conor McGregor fight. It's like you know seeing him because. Connor tagged him in that first round, and that set Floyd into like, oh shit. And that's when he went on the, I'm going to let you gas yourself out because if I engage you in these first rounds, you might knock me out. Yeah. Are you a McGregor Connor, fan? Connor tagged him. Vito, are you a McGregor fan? I am a McGregor fan, and then I'm a McGregor uh, critiquer. I go back and forth. It's all like, I'm, it's one of those weird things where I forgive him. And then I, and then I'm like, why him and him and like, it's like Conor McGregor, Jill Rogan, John Jones are all in this category where they disappoint me. And then I get back on the round, <laughs> I go back and forth, you know, cause like they, they, they either, they do things or they say things that annoy the shit out of me. And I'm like, why, why did you say that? Why did you do that? Yeah. It, it's weird too, because they're all very different. Like John Jones, yeah. what the, that motherfucker in his drug bout is just like, what are you doing? You're you're like the best fucking fighter ever, and you're fucking it up with like coke and shit. It's like how beneath you. But well, go ahead, Vito. It's so clear that John Jones is his worst is his worst enemy. For and, sure. You know, and the person that will defeat John Jones like in the ring will be himself because he will he will do something. Uh, it, it, it's like he thinks he's acknowledged it because like. Uh, Gus Gusterson, the one guy that actually like really gave the fight to him. You know, he didn't he, he didn't prepare for that fight, but at the same time he survived. So he mentally thought I can do anything. So, and yeah. that's what I was saying. Like, the person that's going to beat John Jones is John Jones. That's the, the minute he comes in there, he's too cocky. Those elbows so. are devastating. I've never been scared of an elbow before until I watched that dude fight. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Have you never played basketball well, then? Oh, that's fair. No, you know the worst injury I ever got playing basketball is a fingernail to the eye. That's all. That's bad. And then I was Vito, and I was at home. Both my parents were at work, and I'm like, I need to call one of them because I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, dude, you scratch your eye. That's it sucks. Oh, I, I had yeah, a I had a mark. Yeah, I looked like a cat. <laughs> I had a, I had a uh, corneal abrasion. No. Before we get too far away from uh, the uh, Roy Jones and uh, Tyson match, I just oh, want to yeah. recommend that anybody listening, even if you don't give a shit about it, go watch their post-fight interview. Did either of you see that? No. It is the weirdest fucking interview. And, like, you know, we're, we're used to, like, uh, felony Tyson and, like, you know, bloodthirsty warrior, the one who's fantasizing about being in Rome. I hate your fucking kids. fucking ass, you fucking I was like... Dude, it looked like they were going like to play patty cake. Dude, it did. And he was just like, hey, man, I respect you. I respect you. But, and like Roy Jones just looked like angry, but really? kind of no, like. No, 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 Roy Jones was a bitch. No, 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 no. He was a bitch. Because uh, uh, looking at it, you know, and I know like, hey, this little, you know, short hairy dude has been calling Roy Jones a bitch. But I'm like, I can call it like in that moment he was being a bitch. Because Mike Tyson was like, I'm okay with the draw. I'm okay with the draw. And then Roy Jones was like, I'm okay with it. I'm like, Bitch, you're like winded, sweating. Mike over here looks like he can like freaking go run a triathlon, and you're like, you're fucking. He's like being a bitch moment when he's like, because Mike said he agreed with it, he went the opposite, saying I don't agree with it. It was like oh. <laughs> Mike well, was being ga gallant because like if you watch the fight, you're like Mike won that fight. 
Oh, easy. <laughs> he's being gallant. He's like, I don't need to dispute it because if you watched it, you know who won that fight. Yeah, but like a humble Mike Tyson was not something I was expecting. Well, didn't they say that like there was going to be no winner? Yeah, it, there's yeah. a participation trophy. Yeah. <laughs> but clearly they, Tyson the won. These are two grown-ass men who've gone, in a com- gone into like strategic combat for like, you know, how many years professionally? And they give them... Per- 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 Fucking, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't even fucking get the words out. And I'm like, what? Really? That Dude. Is, that is baffling to me. I'm just like flabbergasted, and I don't want to slap Michael Buffer in the face. I don't. I know he didn't make the decision, but if someone needs to get slapped, I think it's him. Yeah, I'm down he with that. He can afford it. No, you know what? Fuck that. Not exactly. Michael Buffer. Who was calling that fight? I have never it, been so adverse to a fucking oh. fight caller. He would not stop talking about, like, oh, clearly these oh, are not men in it, their prime. Was it Lampley? No, 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 no. It was... Uh, or Max, what's his name? No, 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 no. It was um, he he is an MMA commentator. He is a wrestling commentator. He is a I can't think think of his name, but he is he is from the like the like uh, he is the commentator who doesn't need a color commentator. He's one of those guys that can just kind of keep talking throughout it. Yeah. So when you bring somebody else in there that doesn't exactly vibe with them, it really kind of like you know, it, 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 you, you start noticing that his like uh, extra, extra, uh, his I'm gonna say fucking his weirdness. All right, I'm weird. I can say it. <laughs> Dude, he but, was just the whole fight. He kept saying like, you know, we came out here and we wanted to see two legends go at it, and you know, we're, we're getting this, and it's not bad. They're trying. But they're clearly not in their prime. These are clearly two old men. And it was like, I've never heard a, a commentator shit on the product so hard while it was happening. Like, like Clark, we should go back. The fight is, uh, the fight's whatever. But if you want to watch it, we should watch it. I'd love to, like, hear your take on just that guy's attitude. Like, he's a, also, when I was watching it, I just kept thinking, when we're out of COVID... Like, when this thing is over and people aren't wearing masks anymore, because I do believe that will happen. I don't know. I would love a... They're going to be area dependent. I I would love a uh, comprehensive, like, documentary that really doesn't cover, like, any statistics or anything. I don't give a shit about that. I just want, like, a video compilation of all these weird events that have been altered by the pandemic. Like, that fight had a weird atmosphere. Well, sports are weird. In general. But this one was particularly weird. They were in, like, a a small, tiny black room. There were, like, little fold-out chairs with one guy under a giant screen. A mic. It was, like... I'll tell... For, for me, the weirdest uh, viewing experience as a part of this whole COVID thing... Naturally, I think of sports. And the weirdest one is ironically the hot dog eating competition on July 4th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was by far the weirdest one. The because hot dog the, eating contest? Yeah, the, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on Coney Island every year. This was by far the strangest one because they were in an undisclosed location because they didn't <laughs> want people to get there. And so there were like 12 people in this room on the other journalists, all spread out, all masked, and then everyone is sanctioned off in their own plexiglass little cubicle. And it was just, oh, man, they, it, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Vito, do you have your phone on that? I'm, I'm hearing like a feedback loop. Oh, <laughs> maybe it's cause I'm next to this tablet. Hold on. How about now? Oh, uh, it's gone. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I, just set my, I just set my phone down next to the tablet as I was listening to you talk about how 
Nathan's is fucking weird. <laughs> I was have, like, have you ever watched it? No, but you describing it to me just made my my anus like clench. And I was like, really? <laughs> Clark really? normally has that I'm effect cold. on women. That is very true. I'm just like, eh, eh, really? Why, why you want to do it to your ass right now, man? Jesus. So, so Vito, hey. what else is going on, man? Uh, have you got have you got stuff you're working on? Stuff coming out? What's what can well, you tell I, us? I mean. I mean, I, I, it was funny because, uh, we had the baby in November, uh, last year. <laughs> yeah. So he's a, he's a year and some change. And then, uh, I was at home with the baby. I was enjoying baby life with my baby and my mama, my baby mama, my mama, my baby. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just talking. My wife. Um, but, uh, and then I had to go film a movie in England. In February, oh no, it was January. It was January. It was the last month of January. And I remember uh, it was uh, eating Mrs. Campbell, Miss Campbell, eating Miss Campbell. And uh, it was the spiritual sequel to My Bloody Banjo. Oh, I love it! I was hoping I had my fingers crossed. You just couldn't yeah. see it. It was the, it's the spiritual sequel because it has the same characters. It's in the same universe, but it's not exactly a sequel. So. I because that's how I reprised my role of Mr. Sawyer. Yeah, you were the Petco boss that everybody was scared Ooh. of. Oh yes. <laughs> well, well, and depending on uh, what version of the movie you see uh, of my bloody ban- my bloody banjo, Mr. Sawyer either lives or dies, depending on spoiler. But hey, go go, go look for like people look for freaking the the version where Godzilla wins. You know, King Kong based Godzilla. It's out there. <laughs> go see it. It so, might, be the, might be the search for the Holy Grail, or it might just be, you might actually find it. <laughs> Damn, is My Bloody Banjo still available on Amazon Prime? Oh, no, they took that sucker off. But actually, I think at the moment, uh, Liam is re-editing it to put out at some point. Yeah, I remember, yeah. oh man, Vito, when we were first introduced to your uh, film catalog and we watched um, Science Team, we came across a... Somebody contacted us and they were talking about the Amazon ban list because they were banning films with gratuitous nudity or violence or language. Except when you looked at the list, it was like, what the hell? Like there's stuff like, um, what was that movie we hated that they showed at the Alamo that was like about that weird looking penis that that dude had. And it was like offbeat comedy kind of like greasy strangler. Yeah. Like the greasy strangler was being touted all over Amazon prime. And it's like, well, why isn't that on this fucking list? And on it was My Bloody Banjo. And I remember Science Team also was on that list. And you popped up in both and was like, holy shit, Vito's like the rawest fucking indie actor. I will say that I am the rawest. I, I can I won't say I'm the best or the most talented, but I am the most rawest. I will say that. <laughs> I, I, I will consent to that. I am the rawest. Because, you know, nobody pops vessels in their head like I do. Or actually scare my fellow actors in the scene. Like I do, dude. So, so what? What spawned the um spiritual sequel? Is there like a cult following around the film, or because I I push my bloody banjo all the time, but it seems like well, a lot I, of people don't know it. Well, it's funny in in England. I think it's a little bit more. There is a much more of a following for well, Liam is a lovable son of a bitch. Yeah, Liam Liam Regal. He uh, he he himself has a following, and I think anything that he does, people in that collective will want to see what he's doing, you know? Yeah. So, 
And he loves the universe that he has created, or he's creating as we speak. <laughs> you know, the Helmater universe, as, as uh, I will call it. I will let him officially call it later. But uh, yeah, and that's because he was like, I want you to come back and play Mr. Sawyer. It was funny because he, he first he gave me a script where he was having me play an entirely different character. And then he heard me talking about Mr. Sawyer. And somehow Mr. Sawyer was resurrected into, into the script. All of a sudden. <laughs> he was like, I want you to play Mr. Sawyer. I was like, wait, uh, in the same movie that we're talking? Wait, what? He's like, he like, in hearing me talk about, it was like fucking Beetlejuice or like, you know, or Boogity Man, you know, whatever. I, I mentioned his name and, and Mr. Sawyer came back. <laughs> it was like, I was like, he was like, I, I just, I just remember how much I love Mr. Sawyer, and he brought him back from the dead in the middle of his writing process, and I was like, there I am, playing Mr. Sawyer again. So, but uh, it was just, it was one of those things where I was just like, we were talking about this. I was actually read a script where I was trying to figure out how to play the character, and then he was like, I want to play Mr. Sawyer, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it was just one of those moments. Where I'm like, okay, okay, and like I said, that's how come it's a spiritual sequel to My Bloody Banjo. Because it has me in it, and it, it, it makes mention two things that happen in My Bloody Banjo, but it's not a sequel. And it's, like I said, like I said depending on what version it is, Mr. Sawyer dies, yet I'm, I'm in this version. And then also, Lawrence Harvey is also in Eating Mrs. Campbell, and he plays my buddy, my little sidekick in it. The, hu the human centipede, your sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Where in the other one, I was making him kill himself. So it's like, it's, it's this lovely flip-flop of... It's like, the circle you know, of life. Of the universe. So. So, so you, were, you went out there in January, so you were yeah. shooting the film, and then COVID hit, right? So no, 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 no. No, COVID, no, no, no. This is the thing that people like to forget about. COVID was like in, was like, uh, like this passing thing, like from December. Because like, when I was mentioning going to England, my mother was like, "Oh, you gotta watch out! There's something going around." I was like, you know, it was one of those things. It was, it was that. That's how come, like, you know, when you want to get to like, you know, the response time and how people handle it, it's like, whoa! It was, it was so in the air, figuratively and you know, actually, <laughs> uh, like before then. Because I, I remember, like, my my mom was like, "Get a mask when you go on the plane." I was like, in my mind, I was like, "I'm not wearing a mask." The I wear a mask the whole plane ride. I was like, I was stupid dude bullshit. I was like, I don't need a fucking mask, man. I survived the swine flu. I'm pretty sure Ebola was in my. I system. survived a like, broken neck. You know, I was like, I, I, I had this whole like, you know, I was like, whatever. And then you, and then I go in the airport. Well, well, not in America. When I get over into Europe, this the the massive amounts of people wearing masks was just like, whoa, yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, there's a lot of people wearing masks. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just one of those things. I was like, <laughs> and then, and then I get on set and everybody's sick. <laughs> everybody's sick. I get sick. I'm freaking doing the whole shoot with a freaking, I think I had the flu, you know? So it was one of those weird things where I was like, uh, I just, it was just, it was so crazy. And then, you know, the whole shoot was like, you know, like loading up on vitamin D the whole time and vitamin C. So, and then coming back to them, just like, we're going to, I'm fast forwarding to the end of this part. Just we, we can go back, talk about other stuff. 
But when I came back, also masks in Europe, in America, no masks. Not really. Yeah. No one gave a shit. You know, everyone was like, you know, you know, washing their hands, you know, taking a piss, taking a shit and like, you know, rubbing their hands on the wall for like, you know, (laughs) whatever. Because we're just, America's fucking nasty. I I, I would be the biggest advocate that America's nasty. Because going over from America to Europe to Amsterdam to, you know, where, where all my layovers were, France. They're so much cleaner and so much more nicer. And America's is nasty and dirty. But moving on. I digress. <laughs> yeah, but they're I, I, old uh, and we're new. Just wait till you get exactly. to Jersey. <laughs> Apparently Jersey's picked up a little bit. But hey, we'll find out. But um, so I get home. And again, this whole time, I've missed my baby so much. I've missed my baby. I've missed my wife. I missed my home life. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And my mother and my mother-in-law have been freaking out about the coronavirus this whole time and telling my wife that, you know, that, you know, about the coronavirus and everything. So the minute I get to the door, I am treated like I'm going into like the freaking like it's outbreak and I'm going into that little containment unit and I'm being sprayed down with Lysol and my wife's telling me to take off all my clothes and put them in a bag and it is the whole night. I'm so furious. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so furious. I, I, I was like legit. Not, uh, not, 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 not uh, appropriately gas- grasping the situation because, like I said, I had stupid dude. I was like, "There's no reason to do this." No, I had to go like Lysol my clothes, put it in a bag, go take a shower, and all I wanted to do was hold my baby. And it was like, you know, I was, I was basically, I was Jim. I was like a uh, Jim from the Office, ninth season, <laughs> where I was like, you know, I, I, I just didn't appropriately react to the situation. But then later, you know. Hmm? I just I appreciated the uh, specificity of the ninth season, Jim. (laughs) Well, no, because like no, because like he's good intentions. He has like you know, it's like when he gets angry at Pam for the not not filming the things. Like he wants to see his baby, but he reacted inappropriately, and he reacted he acted funky monkey. And I like I admit that, you know, (laughs) can't have the funky monkey. Like I just wanted to hold my baby, but you're you're getting in my way. So how long were you in the bubble? Oh, no, no, there was no bubble at that time. It was just taking everything off and cleaning it. I meant like a literal bubble, like the bubble boy. Oh, just from the, you know, just in the time that I could, you know, you know, clean all the clothes and spray it down and take a shower, you know. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, traveling, getting there. It was just like, you know, because I hate flying. The whole I hate flying, I hate traveling on planes. So the now, whole like... Vito, you... I, I, I share your, your lack of enthusiasm for traveling, but you say you hate flying. I hate flying too, but I hate I hate the airports part of it. I Once I'm in the air, I'm okay. Or do you hate that part too? No, I hate the whole shebang. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I hate airports. Every time I get on a flight, I take a nervous dump right before the plane. <laughs> Every time. Every time. No, I, I'm the exact opposite, sir. I don't, I'm clenched up for like a week afterwards. I'm like... <laughs> I, that yeah. is true. That is also true. That is the only time where I don't poop on a regular basis is a few days after travel. What about on the plane? I've I don't think I've ever had to shit on a plane. I uh, number one, number two is a, is never never gonna happen because you know you know besides the obvious like you know backed up weird elevation thing, who wants to possibly die while taking a shit? You know? <laughs> <sighs> that fear that you know I would basically put my ass on that damn toilet seat and you know get everything ready and wipe it down and put the thing on and then all of a sudden they're like turbulence turbulence oh my god I got on my pants oh I got shit on my ass oh god I'm gonna die with shit on my ass you know what I'm saying it's just not <laughs> yeah but if but if it's in the middle of a nice big you know one wipe turd I'm okay with that 
but I'm just saying you never know, man. And so there you go. Let's say that's you, you, you generally there, know <laughs> it's the diet. It's the diet. In that moment of like, oh my God, turbulence, everyone get to your seat now. Are you actually going to wipe? Or are you just going to go and like pull up and go? And then, you know, everything's like, okay, we're invited back. And you're like, there you are just sitting in your shit going like, I thought we were going to die. <laughs> Vita, well, I'm from America. So I wipe my hands on the wall and I'm licking the toilet seat <laughs> handle. Well, clearly you do, sir. You're licking the ground, going like. <laughs> I remember, I was uh, I was working with a guy. I won't get, I won't mention names, but we were throwing away trash, and uh, it was it was it was in the recycling bin. So I felt a little bit better because it's a recycling bin, and, and no motherfuckers break down cardboard. So I had to jump in the motherfucking trash can, <laughs> recycling trash can, recycling, not trash, recycling. So it's all cardboard. All right. So it's not like I was dumping in a freaking. Like, it wasn't like I was jumping in a dumpster, even though. I'm not above jumping in a dumpster, but in the you know time of Corona, I might have second thoughts. But, <laughs> uh, I jump in to just kind of smush down the cardboard so he can fit in more cardboard. And I look down like, hey, did you just drop your mask? Like another mask? Did you drop your mask? And because <laughs> it was right next to his feet, this fool, no gloves on, picks up the mask, looks inside of it, examines it, and I'm like, it's not mine. Like he picks up this mask that someone just dropped. <laughs> He's examining it with his fingers up to his face. And I'm like, I was like, put it down, man. <laughs> and I, and then I, 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 I bust out my, my hand sanitizer because I have a I got like these little plastic perfume bottles that I bought off Amazon and I filled them up with liquid hand sanitizer. So I always have hand sanitizer on me. And I'm like, just give me your hands. Like He's like, what? He's like, I'm spraying your hands. You just put your hands inside a mask that some dude just lived in for God knows how long and coughed up whatever in it. Give me your hand. <laughs> so I'm in my head like this. It's one of those moments like, oh, this is why. This is why we're almost a year into a pandemic. It's like, it's like I have a list of like every every like negative encounter I have with a person where I'm like, this is the reason why. This is the reason why. <laughs> and I guess because not, 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 not out of maliciousness or even like selfishness. It's just silliness. I'm like, dude, what do you, you know? You didn't have, he didn't have gloves on. <laughs> with his fingers now Vito, when you when you were back on set and you were feeling sick uh yeah. in hindsight do you think it was the rona well that's, that's what i'm wondering and that i i don't know possibly because i felt like shit i was like i remember like uh i remember like there was a a large sequence that i filmed at the end of the movie that i was having like like if like to take to, to put into like a boxing situation that I was like Muhammad Ali, like putting my head up on the turnbuckle, going like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" <laughs> oh fuck! I was like, "I was like, we gotta do another take." And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "I was like, I don't know if I got it in me. I don't know if I got it. I, I didn't say it to anybody. It was one of those things. Where I was just doing it to myself. And I was like, "Fuck me, fuck me. I don't know if I can do this." You know. So what? What were your symptoms? High fever. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really look into it because I, all, all I did was. I, well, you I know what you had. Like, like, <laughs> well, did you I have just, body I aches? Did, well, could well, you I smell? Could you taste? Well, that's the thing. Is like it's fucking. It's fucking England. You know, <laughs> during fucking winter, it's fucking cold. I was cold. I was like, I was like, it's one of those things. Like, you know, when you're there at that time of the year, it's like it's a little fucking miserable. So it's like, am I being am I miserable because of the cold, or is it the cold that's making me miserable, or do I have the fucking coronavirus? No, I don't know. No, Vito, we have a large <laughs> listenership in in the U- United Kingdom, so we don't want to disparage our brethrens and sisters over there. They know it. They, know it. <laughs> they, they have crappy weather. They, when when the sunshine comes out, they're like, oh my god, it's the sun. it exists. <laughs> all right, so they're, they're, if, if they're gonna get all patriotic on my ass, I'm like, wait, come on, 
I, I just trashed on America left and right, so I'm, I'm being fair here. <laughs> yeah, you are, right. and plus we won in the war. So, Also, I want you to stick with this character of the Englishman uh, who's having an epiphany at the sunrise. <laughs> Let's build well, on uh, that. In my mind, he has like a, he's, he's kind of like a caveman, just kind of drawing on the walls around him. Like, oh, the sun. Oh, oh, oh what a sun. Oh, <laughs> oh, the grass is growing. There are flowers. Oh, pollen. <laughs> so Vito, now when you go out to Jersey, um are are you gonna keep pursuing the acting career? Absolutely. Well, there's no there's no stop line. All right, good. No, I was worried. I you hurt my feelings. I don't want to get all subconscious. Well, I didn't know. So, I mean, me and Clark, we mostly pay attention to, like, what, the podcast community out here. And a lot of people are abandoning ship because, I mean, coronavirus doesn't really affect us in any way. And you can do a podcast from anywhere. Yeah. But, like, the film industry, it's all kind of centralized out here. And we still talk to people who are like, oh, yeah, I just moved out to L.A. So when you tell me you're going out to Joey Diaz territory, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, because I I think honestly, it's 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 become decentralized in the past few years, but now it's it's certainly getting to that point, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, we we were just obviously, you know, hoping that uh, you know you were gonna uh, keep going. Now, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Hold on, I don't know if you got the feedback things. I put the phone down. Um, I'll never stop. <laughs> Great. I don't. There's no. You know, I don't. Life is full of setbacks and roadblocks and fucking coronaviruses and orange men. You know, so <laughs> I, I'll never stop. There's no, you know, that's the thing that people. That's the thing I've gotten over my head the last few years is somebody tries to put an expiration date on something, and I'm like, no, how dare you? How dare you try to put an expiration date on that? You don't have that. You don't have that knowledge. You don't know what my factory settings are. Don't you dare do that to me. All right. Whatever I decide to focus on, not, I'm not talking about you guys. I'm saying whatever I decide sure. to focus on, or whatever I decide to do, I'm going to do it. I don't care what the time frame is. I'm going to do it. All but, right. There's it that might fighter. Not be, it, might not, it might not be your idea of success. It might not be that person's idea of success. But you know what? Being happy and doing what makes me happy and putting something out there that amuses somebody and entertains somebody, that's important. Because a lot of people, they want to put their whole fucking what their ideas or what someone crammed into their head and put it on somebody else. I'm like, no. So I love you guys. <laughs> we love you too, man. It, but so, like with acting, do you think do you think you're ever gonna lose that feeling, though? No, because even right now, man, doing silly ass voices right now, I get this immense amusement right now. You know, the juice. It's always the pursuit of the juice. <laughs> it's like, that's the thing. Is like I can perform for my baby. I can perform like even like right now that I'm, you know. Uh, I'm not saying like, you know, that I'm not being me, but I'm being me with the volume turned up a little bit right now. You know what I'm saying? So because there's a me that's a lot much, much, much quieter, much more cerebral version of myself. But I turn the volume up a little bit right now. Like, like, uh, it's funny because you said that you thought that I was somebody like uh, one time you thought I thought you were like Jack Nicholson getting ready for like a performance. Yeah. You know, that's what I do before I do podcasts or or I do interviews. (laughs) You know, I pump myself up to be a more louder more bigger version of myself sometimes you know because you know that's that's what people are into they're into a little bit more of a louder version you know like if we were hanging out it'd be much more of a more deeper intimate you know cerebral conversation but you know hey <laughs> i help you guys out 
Well, the, I mean, you know, Vito, this sounds like someone who's grown up there most of their life watching professional wrestling. So this is uh, <laughs> sounds like some techniques you've picked up over the past. Well, I mean, I've always said that, man. I, I mean, I love Robert. You know, you, my list of uh, meth, my meth, uh, actors that I love are always in the more method aspect, but also in the guys that, you know, it, it's like, it's like a, uh, a balancing act where it's like, you could have Daniel Day-Lewis, but at the same time, Nicolas Cage or Ethan Hawke, who more dabbled in performance, you know, Christian Bale would definitely be sure. probably my number one favorite actor because he, he dabbles in the method, but he also will acknowledge this. Like, like American Psycho, he wasn't method. He was putting on a performance. He was putting on deliberate, like, like uh, if you were equating it to like a painting. It was an avant-garde painting that he was putting up on the screen. He very conscientious of it, you know. So he wasn't being a serial killer. He didn't have the mind face of a serial killer. He was deliberately putting things up on the screen, deliberately. Well, with Christian Bale as well, is you, yeah, you've you've got that, uh, you know, with the acting meth mythology. But you're also his uh, meth mythology. I know, I, I, <laughs> the acting method, but. Because my mind was on something else, but <laughs> meth. <laughs> no, right. Well, you say that because it all goes back to his physicality. It's very. He spends a lot of focus on you know. Think about all the the films that he's been in where he had to transform physically. You know. Well, it, that's the, but that's the thing though is that he made the decision to do those things for the most part. Nobody said up to him like the machinist. You know, there was a description in a script where it was like uh, it was skeleton like or bone like and he's like he took that to the nth degree because in his mind he needed to do that but it wasn't like anything like you know uh he 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 was literally in the script and it, it was the only way he saw to play the role and that's the thing where some people you know a lot of people they do these things more as grandstandy things but he did that in an indie film that you know didn't didn't have a huge budget budget you know so and that's before batman oh, yeah. uh harsh well, times huh are the machinist yeah, machinist. What did I say? Yeah, no, I was thinking uh, harsh times too, because the oh, harsh times is great. Yeah. By the way, if anybody hasn't seen that movie, go watch it. Um, Christian Bale succeeds where Charlotte Buff failed in that new tax collector movie or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yikes! Sorry, Shia. Um. Uh, all right, so Vito, Vito, let let's think about it this way. What what's your walking around weight? Uh, probably 220. 220. Let's say that I'm a big-time movie producer, and I say I need you to go to 145. <laughs> oh, what? Could you do I, it? Uh, well, what would I do? Could you, could you do it? Oh, yeah. I have, I have yeah. no doubt that he would get down 100%. to 145. Well, that's the thing. It's like if somebody... Like now, I'm different than Christian Bale. Let's put it that way. Much well, better looking. I well, agree. I, I, well, you know, teach their own. <laughs> um, uh, if somebody like suggests something to me, it's very easy for me to kind of like, okay, I'll get her done. You know, because I, if I do it myself and nobody's really pressuring it a little bit, I can kind of like, okay, it doesn't need to be done. You know. Unless it's like absolute, in very very few cases is there like an absolute situation where something needs to get done. Yeah. So, but if someone's like, "Hey, I need you to do this," I'll be like, "Okie dokie." 
you know. And I remember I, uh, I I did that in a fucking in a summer play, you know, where it was suggested to me. I was uh, doing the Life and Adventures of Nicholas Nickleby. It yeah. was an adaptation of a of a Charles Dickens book, and I was playing the character of uh, Schmike. <laughs> and uh, he was basically an orphan boy who was abused his entire life and was like left to like rot in a room and get porridge and be some slave boy basically. And like he was beaten to the F degree where his like bones didn't heal right and his face didn't heal right. Porridge sounds like the worst part of that. <laughs> yeah. But I remember that he was saying he was sickly and he didn't eat and it was this and it was that. And it was like, you know, and it was like, it was because of the way that it was described to me, it was in my subconscious. And it was like, he just needs to be sickly. He needs to look like this. So like, I all I ate that entire summer camp was fruit. I ate oranges every day. That's all I ate was oranges. And I lost so much weight. And I looked like death by the time <laughs> that the movie was done. It was funny. It was uh uh they put makeup on me, trying to make accentuate it, but then as a, it, it was kind of funny cuz like it it sweated off, but I still looked like death. <laughs> what what were what were your poops like? Oh my god! I don't remember the poops, bro. I, I, I think back then I took like one poop a month. I don't know because pooping, <laughs> pooping, poop, pooping wasn't my life back then. Now, now I'm an adult and I'm like this. I need to poop. <laughs> when you're younger, you really don't think about that shit. You know what I'm saying? When you're younger, it's like you know. You I've always thought about poop. I was like, I, seriously, I I can like describe vivid poops to you right now and be like, yo, man, last week, man, jeez. I was clenching. It was a moment. I had like, you know, I thought I saw God. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. growing up, I'm like, I don't remember any incidents of like significant poops or like anything like that. Because as a kid, you're like, it's good, good to go, good to go, good to go. You yeah, never, you, you never, like, you never shit your pants as a kid? Uh, not as a kid. No. Oh, I did twice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Once in public settings. If, any, if there was any shit issues, it was always at home. It wasn't like a memorable moment where I was like, you know. I think oh. I remember I, shit my, I was like waiting for a bathroom with my brother and I shit my pants, but it's nothing like, you know, because he wouldn't get out. Oh, you got to roll the dice. Well, and also because like we had like, there was the boys' bathroom, my sister's bathroom, and we didn't. And then I, got, I was a young kid, so there's a downstairs bathroom that I never wanted to go into because Pennywise lived down there. <laughs> and, um, so I, I didn't, I couldn't use my sister's, and my brother was like taking forever. And like, you know, I, I, that happened one time there, but you know, like I said, Pennywise was down in the basement, so I didn't want to deal with that. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. There's some deep cut right there, buddy. It, the whole poop thing, like, I, you baited me. I'm in it now. And I think, you know, I, I like talking a lot about how America's got, like, sexual issues. You know, like, we're repressed in that way. Yeah. I really think we're repressed when it comes to the bathroom. Like, you look at our toilets. That's the most fucking medieval thing we have in the house. And I'm going to tell you right now, we are we are behind. With no our, pun intended. With, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, with our um, uh, self-care of our undercarriage, I, bidets need to be a bigger thing in this country. And uh, you know, I I, I want to stop you right there. Uh oh, here we go. I was like, I grew up with the bidet. <laughs> you need the bidet. I grew up with it. Now, granted, it wasn't fully explained to us, so there was a lot of like me and my brother going like, "What is this thing?" And like, kind of like seeing it spread up and going down, like, what is this for? And he was like, kind of like, you know, you put your face in it, you know, there's a whole lot of trying to figure out what it was. But hey, uh, so 
you know, it's, it just depends on, you know, who you are and where you are and who raised you. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that my mother my mother built our house yeah you know? so she uh she, her bathroom is very particular you know her bathroom she had a bidet she had a uh a, a jacuzzi her own this was her bathroom her area everything else stars she deserved it she's a single mom who you know grew up from nothing so um but we, 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 you know, I was like I said, we, we grew up with a bidet and we tried to figure out what it was because, you know, as kids, we were like, what the fuck is this thing? How do you use it? <laughs> Did you not ask your mom? <laughs> no, because we weren't supposed to be in the bathroom, man. Exa- I knew exactly. Yeah. All right, that's fair. <laughs> we weren't that's supposed fair. to be in there. That's fair. Dude, Vito, we have one theater out here. Uh, shout- what the hell? Are they still around? Oh, new people? The new people cinema in oh, Japan. Oh, my Jones? God, Vito, if you ever come to San Francisco when, when it's open again... And if you ever go to the new people cinema in, in Japantown, you got to sit down on one of those electronic toilets. Oh, my goodness. I'm talking heated seats. You've got different speeds that you can get the water on. Heated, not heated. It's a dream. It's a dream. It is in a basement, though, and I think Pennywise does live down there. Well, the funny thing is, you mentioning that makes me go like, oh, wow. That's like going to the spa. It, <laughs> it is. But days are like beautiful said, things. You, you you don't appreciate the level of comfort you want when you go to the bathroom until you've actually had to live with other people, until you've had to clean public bathrooms, until you until you, you really take for granted the wonderfulness that is the area that which you do number one, number two. A hundred percent. You know what I so, love? Bathrooms in film. One of one of my favorite things to talk about. This, way, to, way to turn it back. I know. This no no. I'm not even trying like this is more bathroom talk. In fucking um what was that Rob Zombie movie that everybody was like always oh, trying to rip off Spielberg? All of them. Uh Salem Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. One of my favorite things in that movie was how it opened up with Sherry Moon waking up and going to the bathroom. And I, it really made an impact on me because I'm like, what better way to foreshadow a terrible day? Normally you get, you know, the person going in there and brushing their teeth and they're getting ready for work. But when you go in there and it just shows them sitting on a toilet, it is like the harsh reality, like ugly life. Russell Fisher. That is how I start every day. <laughs> yeah, but you're not in a movie. I start every day and I got to poop. Well, Russell, what are you talking about, man? That, 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 that's not, you know, that's an evacuation. That's a clear and cleanse. That's, a, you know, you gotta, yeah. you're unloading for the rest of the day, man. That's not- <laughs> you're, re- you're reborn. Now, I'm, here's, here's what I'm saying, is that when you have a, a narrative and you're telling a story, we usually omit things that we don't want. Uh, I'm sorry? Omit. Thank you. There we, <laughs> we usually omit. I, yeah. I was like, who is this Middle Eastern man? <laughs> sure. No, you you omit like the oh my god, did it again. You omit the ugly parts or the distractions, right? Yeah. Like here, I play a lot of D and D, yes. and I I read a lot of maps. Oh boy, do you, clear. do you know what they don't put on a lot of maps? Bathrooms. Yeah. Oh. And it's like you know when you're drawing up a dungeon, you never go like, oh, here's where the wizard takes a shit. Like it's just not something you do unless you're particularly trying to make a brutal reality and you're reminding your players, here's the thing you don't role play. You know what I mean? Here's the thing nobody's ever adapted a rule for. And uh, I mean, it's like uh, Don't Starve Alone is a video game that Oksana plays. And the whole thing is you, you, you're, the game is the struggle to survive so you can get cold, you can get wet, you need to eat, you need shelter. 
you don't need to go to the bathroom, though. Mm. It's just a thing we don't like to acknowledge. <laughs> and actually, in the movie The Triangle, they make a, a clear point that I remember freaked me out, where it's like, oh, that's our bathroom. And it was just out in the public. And they're like, what are you afraid of? Everybody does it. Isn't that a military tactic, too? Where it's like in the barracks, you just have an open toilet. And it's like, lose that ego. In junior high school, Uh-oh. we went to... <laughs> the trough toilet. We went to um, Manchester Academy in Yazoo City, Mississippi. Oh. <laughs> now, for those of you who Yazoo are not familiar... City? <laughs> Yazoo City is the, is the gateway to the Delta. It's the gateway to the Mississippi Delta. You cross over the bridge in Yazoo City, then it's, everything is flat. You've got trees and kudzu in Yazoo City, but as soon as you cross that bridge, it's nothing but flatlands. Kudzu? Kudzu. You don't know what kudzu is? Vito, do you know what kudzu is? Vito should know kudzu. Vito's from Texas. Did you say zazu? <laughs> kudzu. It's a vine that grows like a foot a day. Oh, yeah, that shit, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so, um, at their locker room, now granted, this was almost 20 years ago. Uh, they would just had they had five toilets next to one another, no partition in between. So if you need to take a shit, you're taking a shit six inches from another person, <laughs> and you're touching legs. Oh hell oh. no! Yeah, those toilets were like right next to one another. Oh man! So I've had that, <laughs> no. and I was fine with it. I was like, eh, well, yeah, yeah, but this hurt my frontal lobe, man. I'm glad you that, man. Jeez. Yeah, the worst this- I've had is the trough urinal. Oh, yeah. Well, you go to any, like, stadium, that's the way you, you got the horse truck. Oh, that's peeing. true. I, yep. thought, I thought taking a taking a shit on the Chinatown bus was worse than that. I mean, damn. Wait, what? <laughs> you took a shit on a Chinatown bus? I had to go real bad, man. Wait, was there a toilet? You, there's a toilet on the Chinatown bus? <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, freaking, I remember the door flew open, too. That sucked. Wait, Wait what? <laughs> Why are you a pooper? Well, it was a windy ass road. I had to go, and it was the terrible experience of my life. Just staring at stupid, like, crusty, freaking punk graffiti, and you know, praying to God that, like, you know, I didn't catch anything while I was on the toilet, and the freaking door flew open, and it's going back and forth. I thought that was the most terrible experience of my life in public. Now it's that I think about it, you, you saying that made me like think of that, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> You're like you're like coming down a mountain on <laughs> a bumpy bus ride, and the doors flying open and slamming shut, and you're in there. Yeah. Was there at least toilet paper? I mean, it was like you know, like like half ply, not even one ply. <laughs> oh. You missed that bidet, didn't you? Oh man, no, no, I didn't realize how much my mother took care of us growing up. <laughs> I, was, I was like. I was like, I thought like my, my mom was like, because my mom was like super clean, super this, super that, and you know, always made sure we had a meal and everything. And you know, you get outside the house and you're like, shit, man. I was like, that's not like you know, I I, I I I hate these people that try to like make me feel bad that that I had a good mother and she like tried to make me did great by me. So I'm like, fuck you, okay? I'm sorry your parents were assholes, but my mom tried. My mom tried to take care of me. She tried to make up for the fact that we didn't have a very, we didn't have like a, you know, uh. A, at attention father or you know that she wasn't home so she, she tried her best to take care of uh take care of us all she could so i'm like hey she made she tried to make up for like possibly being an absentee parent because she was working so much but yeah. you know she took care of us so in my head i'm like you know thinking of this i'm like oh god i grew up so well when it came to like stuff like that <laughs> you know yeah when i was growing up i there was a moment in high school when i realized that like 
80% of the people I hung out with all came from single mom families. And I was like, what the fuck? The thing, the yeah. thing I could say, they're all fucking really nice guys though. And they, you know, they treat women right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause I mean, cause when it came down, I mean, and I respond to strong women, you know, and cause that's what all I ever had in my life was strong women left and right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And then, that. you know, you, to bring it back to toilets, one of the things that was burned into my brain by my grandma and my mom was to put the seat down. So when I live with a little ruffian like Clark over here, willy nilly, no flush, both seats all what the are you way talking up. About no flush. <laughs> now, flush. now you have, now you have to admit that from time to time mistakes are made, and you know things get caught <laughs> up. And we, what? you know, I have forgotten to flush the toilet. No, 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 no. I have forgotten to flush the toilet. I will admit that. Well, here's the thing. Two things on that, Russell. One thing is that I always have to double flush that one because the first flush never goes down. Really? In the upstairs, it's the, the there's a bad flushing mechan- mechanism. That does, that, that does happen depending on what you're evacuating at that moment. Thank you so much. And number two, Vito, I I I I think I'm losing my mind. Twice this week, I have gone down to the kitchen, put on the tea kettle. And then forgotten that I, I actually left this morning. <laughs> I put the tea kettle on, left, didn't even realize that I was boiling water. You're not going insane, sir. You're getting old. That's, that, that's what I I'm 34. <laughs> I'm already now, in I, the I, December of my years now. No, 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 no. You know, no, this is when, you know, uh, you're not as fast as basically as you were. So you have to take, it's basically like, you know, you think you're going too slow, slow down situations. Yeah. Where, you know, like right now, like I went to go into the trailer to get the damn coffee out. I freaking went in there, really got, got my clothes on real fast, went down there real fast so I can start making coffee for the missus. And I get into the box, find the box, get the box out, try to be lickety split. You did to get moving real fast. Okay, get out, lock the trailer, go up the stairs, get right into the door. I'm like, I left the coffee in the trailer. to go back down. I literally took the coffee out, placed it outside the box, locked up the trailer, went up the stairs, got into the building, and realized I forgot the coffee in the trailer. Yeah, dude, I so, do that every day. Dude, today I woke up and I thought it was Monday, and I looked at the time. And went, Holy fuck, I am late for work. And then Oksana was getting up, and uh, she's like, "No, it's the weekend." And I went, "Oh, thank God." But she was still, she was getting, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Because she does not get out of bed. Yeah. She likes to sleep. And she went, oh, I'm going to go turn off the kettle. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, what the hell? Is that like, is that code? Oh, <laughs> like, what are you God. talking about? And she's like, no, no, the kettle's on. I'm like, did you turn it on? And she just, she went and came back up and was like, no, Clark left it. Uh, and he left the house. <laughs> now, the thing that I suggest that you do. <laughs> The thing that I suggest that you do, buddy, to see a difference. Yeah. We're, 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 we're going to have like a little life hack moment here. Here we go. This is what I suggest you do. And I'm going to challenge you to do it. I'm going to put this on the podcast right now. I'm going to oh, challenge no. you to all your listeners. Die? I want you to, go, to do a cleanse for two weeks. Two, I could do it for two hours. <laughs> two two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. No, trust me. Do a cleanse. Remove. This is, this is where it's going to get crazy. All right. right. I'm not saying remove drugs or alcohol. Oh, okay. <laughs> remove not a problem. Sugar. Oh, I've done that. I I, I kicked sugar for a month a couple years ago, and uh, I I kicked sugar and caffeine. and caffeine at the same time. I remember. I, I saying go and saying caffeine. 
just kick sugar. And it was see, bad, man. No, no, but no, but see how much more alert and less likely you are to make those little fumbles when you're like, because like, I noticed that when I like slide on my stuff and I start introducing certain things into my body, that that's what throws things off a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, so, totally. I know you're right, Vito, but I don't want to <laughs> do it. But I'm just saying, bro, I man, you know, if, you know, if you know, if you want to remember to flush the toilet, you know what I'm just saying? <laughs> All right, Vito. <laughs> if, because one of these days you might start forgetting to flush the toilet and you're like, damn, maybe I should not have had that Oreo. All right, now, now if there's a drop. if you're calling me out to kick sugar, are you gonna do it with me? Sure. Two weeks. Two weeks, you got it right now. Boom, boom, boom. All right, I'm making a note. I'm drinking black coffee Wait, right now. Right now, I've got recipes. Right I've got to figure out. <laughs> I'm making dump cakes. You've now. got 14 pies we brought from my parents' house I here. I know. To... <laughs> Let me finish the pies. No, no, how about this? How about this? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bug you. Because I'm very good about this stuff. December 1st, starting December 1st. So you have all that time to finish all that leftover Thanksgiving food. That's like two days. Oh, it's not two days. I mean, it's, 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 oh, yeah, two days. You got two days. <laughs> I believe in you. You can do it. Oh, fuck. That's going to be tough. Especially, Vito, I don't know if you know, I've been doing a live stream with these guys out here, uh, the Barely Functional Gamers, and built well, you're in... you're about to be barely functioning if you do this doing... Oh, dude, I'm going to be highly functioning. And the only problem is, out drinking is built into it. So I'm going to have to find an alternative to... Uh... I don't really drink anymore. Yeah, I know. That's why it should be easier for you. Yeah. I'm down, though. Let's fuck it. Let's do it. December, no sugar. What about marijuana, though? We do marijuana. I mean, you do whatever like mental stimulants you can take care of. I'm right. saying if you remove sugar, and, you, and I'm not saying like you do this on the regular, but then then you learn to taper it back a little bit, and your day because like because the thing is, this is what I'm getting at. The older you get, the less stuff you can do that you would that you can get away with when you're younger. For you know? sure, yeah. That way you you can go a little bit easier. You say like like like. like Learning balance has been the number one thing that I've had to figure out. And I think I've always talked about that in some degree, where you can't do everything you can do now. You know, like you didn't do then. I'm saying, like, see right there? But because you got to, like, taper it back a little bit. And that, and that actually gives you, like, an inventory on yourself of, like, you know, you having to figure out, like, maybe I do need to taper this back a little bit, you know? And maybe, you know, just saying, maybe, no. you figure something out a little bit. Vito, like, Vito, we we're getting webcams in here, and next time we have you on, we will be talking via video. And I just wish you could see the gears turning in Clark's head right now. He, I here, let me illustrate it. I I can see Clark; he's conflicted because he knows I'm going to try and do this. I've I, done it before. I don't. I know, but it was horrible. Here's the thing: in in your eyes, I could see you listing all the things that you'd have to change. And the the confrontation there is just not sitting well. Are we are we talking about fructose <laughs> too? Can I have like fruit? No, that's de that's no, extra no, no, sugar. No, no, no. no. Here, here, okay, here's the more specific thing, just so you don't have to go insane. No refined <laughs> sugar, so you can have fruit, but don't go crazy. No added sugar. No, yeah, no sucrose. Yeah, you can okay. have natural sugar because natural sugar is fine. Like, not saying cane sugar. I'm talking about fruit, things like that. You can have that. That's fine. I can do but this. You'll, but you'll notice, it, one, you'll lose weight naturally without any extra effort. And two, you'll have a much more sharper mind. 
Yeah, man, sugar's bad. Yeah, I need a sharp mind. I hate feeling like groggy or hazy. Yeah, like- that's all I've ever known. <laughs> that is my that is my existence. All right, so Devito, all we need we need um we need a, a good catchy name for December then, because I'm doing it. Death Simber. Death. <laughs> Well, I don't know. The fight against diabetes. <laughs> I don't want to go diabetes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sugar cause. Let's call it a uh, December to remember. <laughs> I don't know. That we'll work on that. We we got to workshop that. We got a little bit of time. How much time's left? Two days. Oh fuck! <laughs> God damn, November went quick. <sighs> Man, everything going quick. Uh, right. Uh, think of it this way. Yeah, 2020 was supposed to be this magical year, but then it became the year of uh, self-reflection, you know, and even forced self-reflection, forced self-reflection by putting people down in lockdown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So everybody's forced to look at themselves and other people, you know, that's how come you have people acting out being crazy assholes because, you know, they don't like what they see. So they go out there and they get crazy and you have other people that, you know, they go to the far degree and they don't like what they see and they can make a change. Or you got other people that take an inventory and they say, hey, I need to change this, that, and this. Or I'm going to improve on things that I would want to improve on. You know? It is the year of, it's supposed to be like this wonderful year of like reflection. Where, you know, you should just figure things out. And then you have, oh yeah, the year's almost over. Like, yeah, so what? We're still, we're still here. We're still here. We're still here looking at each other. Looking at yourselves. You know? Figure some things out. I'm with you. Uh, it's just uh, again because I, with this whole situation, I I've never been bigger than I am now, <laughs> and I I need to. But but like the wh- wh- where's my motivation coming from, Vito? I've needed to talk to you eight months ago. <laughs> well, man, start the next eight months right now. Oh, that was deep. <laughs> All right, so are we doing this? I am. I'm You're down. in. Yeah, I, I'm worried about the... Um... What do you mean? I, I took the step by going to the chiropractor and getting my neck fixed. You know? That was my big thing. I actually went to, like, a doctor because I hate doing that shit. Okay. I went there, and now I'm feeling better. My legs feel more mobile than they have in, like, freaking eight months. You know? I'm feeling like I can do things that I wasn't able to do all this quarantine. I'm like, okay, now, now I can get back at it. And so can you. So can anybody else out there in podcast land. Uh-huh. All right. All right, Vito, when the vaccine comes out, you taking it? Fuck no. <laughs> you don't want the mark right. of the beast? Right now when it comes out, when it comes out right now, hell no. I'm going to let some, you know, some other people take it first because I'm like, wait a second here, man. I don't like the idea of being a guinea pig to like two freaking corporations trying to figure out how fast they can make a buck. All right, so I'm going to wait Put it in a tracking device. <laughs> yeah. So. Fuck yeah. Now, your wife, she works in the film industry too, right? Yep. Well, how come y'all haven't made like a little quarantine thing? Oh, because you know we're not. You know, it's it's so like I mean like we came up with some ideas, but so you don't want to get particular. You don't want to make it like strictly a quarantine thing or anything like that. So it was like you know, and it's just one of those things where you know it's the baby. You know, yeah, the baby, they got they got a one year old Russ. I know they do. I just I wanted to see if there was a possibility of it because you know what I think we're gonna tap you in. We're working on something right now, and when we stop recording, I'll tell you more. But yeah, we're not done with you, Vito. Well, that's good. 
That's because that guy said, like, you know, because, like, like my, my number one thing, I'm being, like, super honest right now, is me having to figure out, get over my own bullshit and just, like, you know, because uh, I played the indie world for so long that just getting, just getting it, putting myself out there a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Sure. You know? Because, like, I was so against playing the bad guy or playing this guy or playing that guy, you know, that it was in my head. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll play the bad guy for, you know, generic bad guy number five for a while. You know, who gives a shit? At least I'm, at least I'm acting and I'm performing. So. Dude, Vito. Vito, you're you, a great bad guy. You are an incredibly scary bad guy, and it it's beautiful. And, you know, here on the podcast, I don't think anybody would ever walk away from this conversation and be like... Oh, that bad guy role really got to Vito. <laughs> You're the most like humble, kind motherfucker ever, and uh, keep playing well, the fucking I, bad guy. I, 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 I grew up fat, buddy. So you know that, that that's that's all that is. You know, you always have a you always double check yourself a little bit, or someone double checks you growing up. So you always have like that you know idea that you know like oh you know, can't be can't get too crazy, you know, because someone be like hey tits. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I grew up and stayed fat, so. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> Try to hit that mace some more and get on your level, Vito. Hey, baby. This, now, this is my number one thing. I don't care if you are big. I don't care if you got a gut. You know what I care about? I care about you, and I care about you being able to move and feel good. I don't care if you want, if, if you want, you know, uh, the whole, like, look good in a tank top and show six books and your six-pack abs. No. Be able to move and feel good. That's the number one thing. That uh, you remove all bullshit from the equation of like you know like because I know we're in like you know, California and California is all about the land of pretty and fake and fucking styrofoam and everything. But if you're able to move and feel good, those are the number one. Those are the two things you should really focus on. You know, right. can you move from point A to point B without feeling like oh my god I'm about to break myself? You know. All right, that, well, those are the things you should really focus. I mean, I, I personally think everyone should focus on. It's like, you know, feeling good and being able to move. <laughs> I feel like I got half of that list covered. <laughs> I can move from point A to point B if it's not at a steep incline. I feel like I can pull off a tank top if we crop it right. My, ba <laughs> my bowels move three times a day. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Does that count? Oh, amen, amen to you, sir. So, you know, I, I just take a good solid one. I'm good. No, I, I have an issue. There's something <laughs> I, you, sh you shouldn't shit as much as I do. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I need to go to the chiropractor, I guess. Uh, well, Vito, man, we love you. Uh, it's, it's been too long, and uh, we're glad that we could do this again. And, hey, man, be safe on the, on the journey. Well, you too. I mean, because right now I think we mapped out the map to only hit the blue states going to <laughs> Jersey, so hopefully we can avoid any craziness. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm afraid that someone's gonna be like California, you motherfuckers. <laughs> so how how many how many days is the journey? Uh, six. Whew. that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm envious. I think that's gonna be really cool. Now now how how's the baby in the car? Uh, he doesn't like the car, but I'm gonna be in the back seat with him mostly because my wife is an expert driver okay. and I am not. <laughs> so what does that mean? <laughs> I don't like driving. I, I think oh, I, 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 if, you, if you've not noticed, I am against all modern forms of transportation. <laughs> well, you we're not cars. buses in China. I, 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 <laughs> I hate I hate anything with wheels that has a motor to it. I fucking hate it. Well, some people I, their legs don't work, and they got to get in that chair. 
well, they they're doing it themselves. They're pushing it, right? So, you know, but you know, I don't know. The thing about I don't like cars. I don't like planes. I don't like. I'm not you know into freaking motorcycles. Uh, you know, it's like hmm. planes, trains, and automobiles. I don't there know. You. <laughs> I'd be happy if you know if we went back to a horse and a buggy. I mean, come on. I I welcome the zombie apocalypse so I can have, ride a freaking horse and nobody <laughs> looks at me. Well, now that depends on the rules. I feel zombies would eat the fuck out of a horse. Well, that's why we run. That's why we ride the other way, man. <laughs> Not gonna charge the zombies if we're gonna run away. Well, you're gonna have your hands full back there keeping keeping a one year old busy for a six day road trip. So you, oh. you've got plenty of responsibility back there. My, all my patience goes towards the baby. Indeed. <laughs> and fuck your tip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's end this thing, and then uh, I got I got more to talk to you about. Okay, dude. All right. Thanks, Vito. No problem, buddy. Stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Love you, brother. Love you guys.